Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It started out so simple And got so far out of hand Making showbiz out of what was fun From the time I stopped my schooling And went out to start a band I've been living every minute on the run And I've tried to be lines in rock mama open up i'm coming back in i don't like it out here no more <laughs> yes. that's um well it, it well it's kind of the cuddly turtles <laughs> it's when they got spiky and prickly and became flow and eddy from a brilliant album. It's from two brilliant albums. Um, the, the original album, and I, I, it really is. It's one of the best albums you will never have heard. Moving Targets by Flo and Eddie. It's a masterpiece. A masterpiece of bitterness, 
resentment and wonderful pop tunes. Um, it's also on a, a, a box set from the fantastic Rhino Records, when Rhino Records was fantastic. I don't know, I couldn't possibly pass comment on what they get up to these days. But uh, it, it, it was certainly fantastic, uh, which was, um, the, 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 I think it was called the Flo and Eddie story. And it, it had all the turtle stuff and the Flo and Eddie stuff and uh, the, the crossfires from before they were the turtles. And Rhino Records has played a huge, huge part in my life. You know I'm, I'm obsessed with the monkeys, okay? You know I'm obsessed. Um, well, Rhino... Um, sort of in the 80s and the 90s was, was the only one that was treating groups like the monkeys, groups like the turtles, groups like the zombies, Arthur Lee from Love, with the respect that they deserve for being wonderful pop stars. Realise that pop wasn't a dirty word. Um, I'm, I'm so thrilled we've got our next guest on. Not only did he he, he kind of uh, kick off Rhino Records, he's also written a brilliant, brilliant book, My British Invasion. Um, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from uh, from California, it's Mr. Harold Bronson. Harold, what a thrill to talk to you, sir. Well, I'm thrilled to be on the show, but I have to say that, uh, you know, what a lead-in with Flo and Eddie. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if listeners realise, but Mama... Open up! I'm coming back in. That's climbing back into the womb. Oh, I think I think that will have got it's so, that that whole Moving Targets album. I just think it's a lost classic. It's wonderful. Well, you know what? It's unfortunate that you weren't uh, presumably living in Los Angeles no. because I saw Flo and Eddie many times, and it was like uh, such a fun yeah. experience. And obviously, I was very close to them and uh, wrote a whole chapter on them in my previous book, The uh, Rhino Record Story. Uh, we'll talk about Rhino in a bit, because I do want to pick your brains, Harold, because I am... I've, listen, I've been really inspired by you. I'm a huge Monkees fan, and I've set up a tiny, tiny little label over here that releases obscure Monkees solo stuff. But I, the, 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 I'm, I'm going to try not to geek out too much. The book you've got out now, My British Invasion, it's, um, it's fascinating, um, because being a Brit... We we tend to only hear one side of the British invasion. We see all the footage of the Beatles getting off the plane at JFK. We see, you know, the the the, the footage of um, the Dave Clark Five on Ed Sullivan. We kind of see that, and it's what's interesting about your book is obviously you're American, um, and I don't think I've I've heard the story from a, a, an American's perspective before. Well, it's interesting when I was uh, had when I was in film classes at UCLA, uh, the recommended reading the books quite often the authors uh, uh, were English or French, and I used to kind of think, wait a minute, this is American cinema. Yeah. How come these books are coming from Europe? And I think sort of in the same way, or a flip, is that um, the British invasion made such a big impression on me. Mm. Um, and then my orientation was such that, um, you know, I really appreciated it. And it was different in the U.S. Uh, than it was in the U.K. What's, um, uh, uh, what is interesting is, because I'm a big fan of kind of 60s pop, mainly, you know, the Monkees, the Beach Boys, the Turtles, that kind of stuff. But um, the, 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 the acts, the British acts that made it in the States 
that if he were to mention their name over here in the UK, mean nothing. I mean, Chad and Jeremy, most people over here will be scratching their heads trying to think of a Chad and Jeremy song. Um, there's a band you mentioned in there that, that Peter Noon runs into. Is it the Hullabaloos? Um, yes, it was. Uh, it's really kind of fun because he didn't know who they were. And it's this, it's this blonde group, and and they're British, and they're from Hull, and that, and they're called the Hullabaloo's. No one's ever heard of. Did they what? Did, did they have any hits over there? Yeah. Well, you know what's so interesting is that it, it almost seemed like anybody who mm. you know came over from England, you know, with the, the charming English accent, yep. and obviously quite a number of people had hits here who didn't have. Uh, maybe another good example was uh, Ian Whitcomb, who had a number eight hit. Uh, and didn't have any no. in uh, in England. Uh, that was, of course, uh, you really turned me on. Um, the Hullabaloo's had a couple of mid-charters, <laughs> not, not top 30, but they were signed to uh, Roulette Records. Oh. They used to be, and they were on, like, whenever, like, uh, they had um, the Dick Clark Caravan of Stars yeah. tour or the shows in New York at the, uh, the Paramount and the Brooklyn Fox, if they needed an English group, you know, because anything English was, you know, yeah. was appealing to, you know, they would get the Hullabaloo's because the Hullabaloo's were around. You mentioned Roulette Records, of course, run by a gangster, Morris Levy. We've had Tommy James on the show, and um, that Tommy, I don't know if you've read the Tommy James book, but the stories yeah. about Morris Levy, wow, you know, ripped him off, that murderers were hanging out in the offices. Uh, it, just incredible what was going Pop in the 60s, particularly America, in America, with people like Morris Levy, with that, the Alan Kleins and things, it felt it, it, it felt very seedy. There's a lot of seediness going on. Well, you know, uh, I, I do have a um, speaking of Morris Levy uh, in the Rhino Records story. I have a whole chapter on Tommy James and a whole chapter on Frankie Lyman mm. uh, and the teenagers. And I uh, I produced the uh, movie. It was a Warner Brothers uh, picture. So I'm real. I'm well versed in um, <laughs> you know with Morris Levy, but. But for a lot of these groups who were, you know, teenagers and unsophisticated mm. in business, the idea was that if you had a hit record, you could charge more for your live appearances. Yeah. And that's kind you know, that's something they would know if they're getting, you know, $50 to split five ways, and then they have a hit record and they can get $200 to split five ways. That's tangible yeah. rather than, you know, what's a percentage of a royalty of a list price and whether they got paid properly or not. I mean, you know, something like that. I mean, even if you think about uh, the stories of the early Beatles and mm. uh, the royalty rate that uh, Brian Epstein originally negotiated, you know, how do you like, how tangible could it be? Well, it's also, I mean, Epstein was, was, um, was in th- not very good, but he was keen. And, you know, the, of course, the famous stories of him pretty much giving away all of the merchandising because no one had ever done it on that scale before. You know, the Beatles turn up and they want Beatles pajamas and pillowcases and glasses and wigs and all of that. And, and Epstein kind of went, yeah, 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 you go and do that. We're going to go off and do our concerts and, and, and left them, um, well, a, a terrible deal. You know, I can't really fault him on that because he did so many good things for oh, them. Of let, me give, let, let, let me give you an example. So yeah. then, uh, in my British Invasion, I have a uh, chapter on the history of the Dave Clark Five. And when Dave Clark uh, first wanted to get signed, mm. you know, again, he was very unsophisticated, but somehow he had, you know, good business sense. And he figured, 
I'm going to ask for three times the going royalty rate because then there'll be room to negotiate when they offer me a less amount. But because of the way he wanted to structure the deal and control what the band recorded, he paid for their own recordings. So the record company, uh, in this case EMI, they figured, well, we're not paying for the recordings. You know, there's there's little risk here. So they they agreed to his high demand for royalty rate. Yeah. Um, Dave Clark Five, I, I was I really interested in your chapter because Dave Clark fascinates me because in any other um, rock biography where um, it, it's a star from the sixties, the, 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 what springs to mind is the um, uh, Graham Nash Wild Tales. Um, yes. He hates Dave Clark, and it seemed to be the thing in the sixties that every other musician treated Dave Clark with real suspicion, if not outright hatred. And what what's really interesting in your chapter is um, about about Dave Clark. You, you had dealings with him, it, it, you know, to license recordings and, and bring out you know CDs and stuff with with, with Rhino Records, and. Um, he sounded like a tough cookie to work with. Let's put it that way, shall we? That's polite. You know, he was tough, but I think it was to his detriment because mm. I think at a certain point, um, you know, when I wanted to put out the Dave Clark Five material in the U.S. and he kept, you know, saying no, he kept it off the market for so many years that I think the um, interest in the music declined yeah. because radio stations didn't have new versions to play. Um, people didn't hear it in movies and, you know, TV shows. And um, the uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of really good records there. But yeah. um, if you think about among the major artists of the 60s, they're the only ones that you could name that never had a, uh, a, a history of box set. No, and it's because he was, as you say, well, he was sitting on them, on those recordings, waiting for it, the moment when they'd be worth millions. And he, he kind of missed that moment. Um, what I loved in your book, Harold, and there are loads of bits I loved, but the affection that you have... For Peter Noon and Herman's Hermits, because they're they're kind of considered in this country. Um, I don't want to. Well, a footnote sounds a bit harsh, but they're they're kind of considered a little bit of a jokey band because of "I'm Henry the Eighth, I Am," and you know, and those all those kind of in inverted commas silly songs. But you write about Peter Noon and the band with such genuine affection. Um, it, it, it's infectious. You ca- you can't help but feel. You know, something for the band. Why do you like them so much? Well, um, thank you for that. I mean, ultimately, on any of these things, and it doesn't matter how serious a record is or how silly it is, it's if it makes you feel good, if you enjoy it. I mean, that's the bottom line. Exactly, yes. But, but uh, when I first met him, it was a real revelation because, you know, they were, for a short period, they were gigantic in the U.S. Mm. They sold more singles in 1965 than even the Beatles. Wow. So that's how big they were. Yeah. But the thing is that, um, you know, we we saw them in a certain way. And the thing that Peter said that early on, um, when they started out, they were kind of a comedy group because he said if they just played uh, their versions of, you know, the hit records of the day as a serious band, they wouldn't get rehired because the people who own the clubs would say, we could just play the record. Mm. So by being a sort of a comedic show band, they would get return bookings. And what happened is they were so big in the U.S. that because people were screaming, they couldn't do the funny stuff because nobody would hear them. 
So, so what Herman's Hermits were in the early days when they, you know, played the Manchester area, they played the Cavern in Liverpool. Uh, nobody in the U.S. experienced that because you know they, you know, they became like a different band. So that was a real revelation to me. Um, you like pop, and I can tell that from the book. I can tell that from I read the Rhino book, and, and you know, having look at, looked at the Rhino's output when you were there, you like pop, and um, and I agree with you. If it makes you feel good. That's it, man. I, I, for, you know, I, I grew up loving the monkeys, and I was teased for it. But it, I, I'm trying to instill in my children, who are seven and five, I'm taking them to see the Beach Boys tomorrow. They've already seen the monkeys and uh, Bare Naked Ladies. Um, if you like the song, it doesn't matter who's done it. Doesn't matter. The Hollies, again, another band. Because over here, they kind of play the sort of 60s revival circuit of theatres and stuff like that, and it's, there's only a couple of the original members. But... The Hollies have got an incredible back catalogue. Just a, you know, these wonderful guitar-driven, harmony-fueled pop classics. And again, that you, you kind of celebrate that in, in in your book. What, 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 what? How big were the Hollies in the states? Were they big over there? Not, no, not that big. So um, I'm going to tell a little anecdote here. Mm. Um, and again, I do have a chapter. On the Hollies. So this story is in my chapter. It's also in Graham Nash's book. Um, but speaking of Morris Levy, um, so when he put together one of these, it was an Easter show at the uh, um, in New York. A number of acts, and again, he wanted to get some English acts, and you couldn't really get the English acts. So he had the Hollabaloo's, of course, <laughs> but then he wanted to get the Hollies. So yeah. the Hollies came over. And um, they played this week. And by the way, they had had hits in England, but they hadn't had a hit in the U.S. yet. Yeah. So anyway, but he thought that they were going to break, and he liked some of their songs. So he wined and dined them. He had, he owned a um, a uh, King Arthur themed restaurant called the Round Table. <laughs> but even though it was a even though it was a King Arthur themed restaurant, you know, he wanted to. Uh, um, um, uh, excite these guys in the Hollies, so he brought like uh, he had some belly dancers come in. Oh God! And, and they were like so like they'd never seen anything like yeah. this before. So after the week in the U.S., when they went back to England, they couldn't stop thinking about and lusting after the belly dancers. <laughs> so they wrote the song "Stop, Stop, of Stop," course. yeah, which which in the U.S. that became their first hit, yeah, their first uh, the first hit that they wrote. Um. The, what I get from the book is you had fun, man. You, as a, as a young man, I'm assuming as an older man too, but as a young man, writing for, you're writing for rock magazines and you're kind of meeting all these people and there's brilliant bits where you come over to the UK in the early 70s. Um, it, it sounds like you had a lot of fun. Yeah. Just hanging out with pop stars and interviewing them. And, and you, you, how did Rhino Records come... At what point did it go from writing and interviewing and meeting these people? By the way, there's a lovely bit when, when you come over, I think, in 72, and someone's giving you Rod Stewart's phone number, but you're too, you're too shy to call it. Um, at what point did you go, right, I, I, I want to start releasing records. This is what I want to do. I want to get, get some respect for some of these artists that perhaps don't have the respect anymore. Um, yeah, well, it's a good question. By the way, yeah, so when I was interviewing these people, it, it wasn't um, it wasn't like, oh yeah, I want to hang out with these stars and I want to be friends with them. Although that happened sort of later. Yeah, I was really interested in the stories behind the music, mm. and you have to think that um, as far as serious 
music journalism in the U.S., well, that really started with Rolling Stone, which was 1967. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, you didn't get that in the teen magazines. The teen magazines would be, oh, what's your favorite color and what kind of girls do you like and those sort of questions. <laughs> so when these people would come over with their subsequent groups, um, you know, the as far as the stories behind the hits and when they re- first started, those really hadn't been, you couldn't read about that in the U.S. because it, you know, it really wasn't... Yeah. Uh, out there so but um my last year at ucla i was a college rep for um cbs records which in the u.s was columbia records and uh, epic were the two main labels yeah and uh, from that experience i wanted to get a job in the music business working for preferably one of the main labels and uh for however i presented myself and um but uh, even though I thought I had potential, nobody hired me. So in a roundabout way, that resulted in the creation of the Rhino Records label, which uh, myself and my partner formed out of the back room of our uh, record store. And it became, a th- I mean, I, I know it's a slightly different corporate beast now, but it became a thing of beauty. And not only did you work with, you know, people like um, uh, Howard Kalen and, and, and the Monkees, who, who, who were huge, but you also worked with people um, kind of on the fringes. Arthur Lee, um, a, a man I, I, was, I was madly in love with, Arthur Lee, and Wildman Fisher, of course. Huh. How did, what was Wildman Fisher like to deal with? Oh, well, you know, he, I mean, you know, it depends on his, uh, if he took his pills that day, because mm. he was, you know, a, ma- a manic depressive. Yeah. And I mean, obviously I had a long relationship with him and, and I produced his uh, first album on Rhino. Wow. Um, so I did have that relationship with him, but, um, you know, he could be, I mean, the guy was nuts, but he was, <laughs> you know, inherently funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but uh, but anyway, what's kind of interesting, which I only recently thought of, if you think about um, my attraction to the Beatles music, mm. so you have to think, n- no Beatles, no British Invasion, yeah. no Rhino Records. Yeah. yeah. So that's how much the music meant to me. But it was but but again, Rhino, we were always, it was always more motivi- motivated by our love for the music. It yeah. wasn't like. Hey, I have an idea. Let's do this and let's make a lot of money. Yeah. Because no nobody had ever I mean to be reissuing all this music, this great music that we loved growing up with, you know, nobody had ever, you know, sold lots of records like this before. It wasn't like, you know, you would think that this was a good uh business model it was more like oh we can make some money and we don't have to get real jobs <laughs> yeah. and i say it's inspired me and my friend glenn and we've started this thing 7a records and we license like solo monkeys records and uh, and, and and we put i'm going to send you a package harold if you don't mind I'll, okay. I'll get an address and i'll send you some bits and pieces we did something peter noon as well um i should mention the title of the book i've tweeted it and i'll tweet it again it's my british invasion by harold bronson it really is i mean it's 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 a, a, a labor of love the passion that you have for the music um and and there's some old ones in there as well you got i mean (laughs) you got to hang out with status quo in disneyland now that's an odd that seems like a really odd pairing and i and i i I interviewed francis rossi recently and he's he's an absolute you know he's he's a delightful delightful gentleman but um you've done some weird things you know i'm glad you mentioned that because 
the status quo never really happened in the U.S. No. Other than their, you know, their first pictures of matchstick men hit. Yeah. And I was uh, interviewing them for Rock Magazine, uh, but they wanted like a shorter piece, so none of the Disneyland stuff was in the article. But so I went with them to Disneyland, and you have to think, you know, you're writing with, you're spending the day with somebody who, like, kind of nobody in America knows. Mm. So I drove in my car uh with Rick he was uh, and you know we and the other guys were in like the station wagon yeah and then uh, you know just to kind of see them like almost like little kids coming alive and enjoying Disneyland but they you know but you know they have a natural sense of humor and we were near the um about to go on the uh, Swiss family treehouse they called it <laughs> and and these uh this couple in their 20s looking at these long-haired guys said Hey, are you guys in a rock and roll group? And Francis says Led Zeppelin. <laughs> oh well, they do. I, I mean, mean, they have got a delicious yeah, that, sense that, that of humor. Was, that's, what, that's what it was like yeah. hanging out with these guys. And then on the way, uh, on the way back to their hotel in Hollywood, again, I was with uh, Rick. I was driving, and I had the um, eight-track tape of the Who's Greatest Hits, "Beady um, Beady, Big and Bouncy." Yeah. And we were singing along to Who songs all the way back. Wow. So it's uh, very fond memories of, uh, you know, hanging out with those guys. What are you doing now, Harold? I mean, obviously, we've got the book, My, uh, My British Invasion. What, how, how, how do you fill your time these days? Well, around the time I left Rhino, which was uh, about uh, 15 years ago, I produced oh. a handful of films. I yep. mentioned uh, um, the Frankie Lyman movie, Why Do Fools Fall in Love? Mm. I did the... Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas movie. I did a, a low-budget thing on the turtles. Yes, I've seen and that. I've got it. It's great. And, and ideally, what I wanted uh, to do, I just think that there's a lot of great rock and roll stories, and hearing this music playing loud in you know, the speakers in the theater you know, could really turn people on mm. to this music, but unfortunately, Hollywood has a difficulty in understanding it. Mm. And when they do these movies, they tend not to be very good, and they lose money. So it's been very difficult. So at a certain point, I tried to get a Ramones movie off the ground. Oh, wow. Uh, that didn't happen. I wanted to do uh, the Knack movie, which I have the chapter in the Rhino book uh, yeah. about that. That didn't happen. So at a certain point, I thought, you know, I should really write the Rhino book, because I felt if I didn't preserve the history, mm. it was going to be lost. And uh, and then as I was finishing that up, I was just thinking, you know, I I interviewed a lot of these uh, more prominent English rock and roll bands, and also I dealt with a couple on the Rhino level, like Dave Clark and Ray Davis and the Kinks. Mm, yes. And then it just kind of in my head, I just thought, you know, I should really a lot of this information hasn't been out there before, or a lot of it that's out there isn't that accurate i just thought i should really uh you know put it all together there's i, w I won't spoil too much but there's a wonderful uh, transcript of an interview with mark bolan where mark bolan is just playing the role of the 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 the, the queen pop star just w get me champagne they haven't got any champagne mark they've only got coke yeah okay and it's it's just it's just a wonderful snapshot of that time listen how uh, harold i'm gonna let you go I, I, i've i've bitten my tongue for 29 minutes so i'm gonna indulge myself with one monkey's question First of all, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for what you did with the monkeys. Um, you know, I, the, the, I, the Rhino and the films and the, the, the documentaries and the, the re-releases and all of that stuff are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, what, I, I get the impression from your first book that, um, that they could be tricky to work with. Would that be a fair assumption? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I had a good relationship with all of them, but you know, you have to think that first of all, um, because of how they had hits, Mike Nesmith, I, like when I around the time I first met him, it was almost like the money was tainted, and he had to get rid of it as soon as he he wow. could. Yeah. So when I met him, he was living in a small house that he originally bought for his chauffeur. Wow. Wow. And, and you know, the, you know, the issue with Mickey Dolenz, who I think is is a great guy and uh, had a really good relationship with him. Um, he sang on most of the hits, but mm. he still only got you know twenty five percent of the royalty. Mm. And then, and then, of course, Davy Jones, who was never good with finances, you know, and didn't understand things that well. He always felt that he got ripped off and mm. was resentful. So, one of the things that I had to dodge when I came into the picture was almost like when Rhino bought the rights. I was sort of in the position of their old producer, right? Okay. So even though they might have had resentments against their old producer, you know, I had to kind of you know dodge those darts because you know I was in that position. I wish that Monkeys movie had been made that you guys were going to do. Oh, the world would be a different place. Harold, listen, thank what? you. Go on. Sorry, you going to say? Oh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, but but it, there is that, at least the uh, fictionalized yes. one called Daydream Believers. It was done for TV. Which is a great yeah, film. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that other, yeah, we wanted to do a movie with the original guys, and, uh, and unfortunately, uh, Davey again... Uh, you know, but uh, had a negative effect on that uh, continuing. It's a shame, Harold. Listen, thank you for the, uh, you know, for, as a fan from the for the, for all the monkey stuff and all, and the Arthur Lee and all of that stuff. The book is a, an absolute joy. I've tweeted it. I'm going to tweet it again in a bit. It's called My British Invasion. You get it on Amazon, all the usual places. Harold Bronson, um, uh, Harold, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, send us an address or a PO box or something, and I'll send you a little package from my record label as a small token to say thank you for everything you've done. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you, man. Thank you. I will do that. Thank you so much. Thank you very much indeed. From uh, Los Angeles, California, Harold Bronson, dear listener. It really is a cracking book. I'll tweet it again. Right. It is, uh, as we do every Thursday, it is the Thursday top ten topic throwdown. We do it every week, guys. I've got ten topics. I'm going to throw them out. You can call in about them. 0344 499 1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, man, a lot. This is the joy of this job. Lou Adler, hopefully next week. He's not very well. This is the joy of this job. 15-year-old me goes home very, very satisfied. Every single... The Rhino Records, the, the, the tapes and, and albums that I had when I was a teenager, it was the only way you could find it, the songs by the group Love. It was on, I had this cassette, Rhino Records, The Best of Love. Wowzers! So, here we go. We do this every Thursday, uh, dear listener. It's the Thursday Top 10 Topic Throwdown. We do it every Thursday. I come in with 10 topics. I throw them down. Down, you phone in about them or your own. I've only got seven, so um, we're going to need three more topics. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ah ah, here we go, Caddick. I'm three topics short for the Thursday top ten topic throwdown. Oh dear. Do, do you want to hear the topics I've got so far? Yeah, let's at me, boy. Here we go, buddy. Here we go. I've got seven. We need three more. If you've got three more topics, 0344 499 1000. Here we go. Right. Um, I've been watching a lot of um, programs recently, Alan, um, yeah. where um, landlords... Ha-
have to take back property because they've got dodge pots living in them. Either people that don't pay the rent or people that have got like 30 people living in there when it should be two. And they yeah, waste... That, that famous Channel 5 programme can't pay with taking away. It's one, that's one of them. But then there's another one called, um... Uh, sad landlords and um, shitty tenants, or something. I don't know what the exact title is. It's something like that, right? Apologies. Slum landlords, nightmare tenants. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, and what they do is they find out that there are like thirty Romanians. I'm not being racist. That was the, the living in their house, and so they go around. They knock on the door, and no one answers. And then they go to court, and then it takes three months. And then they go around. Uh, no, 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 Alan. What I, should I tell you? What I would do? What would you do? Right. And you, you call in, dear listener, 0344 How would you get uh, uh, people out of your house? Or how have you got people out of your house? You don't have to we'll be a landlord. It could be a party. We'll call you back, right? But how do you get people out of your house? What I would do, right? Yeah. I would go round to the, my property, right? And they'd have changed the lock so I can't get in. So I'd just wait. I'd just wait, right? Because they've got to come out at some point, haven't they? If they come out. Yeah. So I wait. Door opens... There's one of them comes out. Bear in mind, there's 30 in there. One of them comes out. I just walk straight in. He goes, hey, look, where are you going? I go, I'm just going in, mate. No worries. I go straight into the living room, right? Yeah. And I start going, right, come on, everybody. Come on, down. And you get 29, 30 Romanians, right? All living there illegally. You could, not legally. You're not allowed to kick them out like that, right? And they go, what are you doing? And I'd say, um, I'm taking back my property. You're living here illegally. I'm taking back... What do you... You cannot do this. You have to go to court. And do you know what I'd do, Alan? What would you do? I'd undo my belt. Yeah. I'd undo my fly. Yeah. I'd pull my trousers and pants down. Burn the man sausage. Well, that's not... That, that's a bonus. And I'd take a massive dump in their living room. Oh, A yeah. massive dump. I would save it up for days. And I would... Not too long, because then you can't go. That would be, be embarrassing. I would take a massive dump in their living room, and, I, and, and that works on two levels, Alan. Level one, it shows them you are loco. You are nuts. Bonkers. You don't play by society's rules. So that instantly yeah. creates fear. Secondly, would yeah. you want to poo in your living room? No. They're out. They go. We don't need to take this. And they go. Boom. And yeah, it costs you a few hundred. You have to get a new carpet and get That's fine. It's cheaper than going to court and getting a solicitor. Beautiful. Yeah. So, the, the topic number one is, how would you, if you were a landlord, uh, uh, how would you get people out of your house? Maybe you've done it. Or also, we can apply it to um, when you've had a party at your house and it's just gone on too long. How do you get people out? 0344 499 1000. Topic we number two. We call you back, Alan. Okay. Topic number two. What's number two? Is there anything... Uh, things that don't live up to the hype, right? Things that are that, that supposed to be nice and lovely and relaxing and wonderful and, and great, like pleasures, small pleasures in life, but they don't live up to the hype. I've got one I've for got you. One. Well, go on. And I've got an example. Go on. ITV's the nightly show. <laughs> there we go, let's do it. Alan is straight in there. It should have been, it should have been a very, very simple, small pleasure. Instead, it was, it was painful. A massive disappointment. Here's my one, and I hate that everyone says, oh, Father's Day, so I said, we'll do this. No, don't. It's all, breakfast in bed. In one aspect, a great UB40 song. Yeah, great. it's a great song. I'm going to give you that. It's a great track. But as an experience, 
It's awful. Breakfast in bed. We'll bring you up breakfast in bed. Well, no, I'm awake. I, d- I'm, I don't want to be in bed now. I want to come down. No, no, we're going to bring you up. Bre- no, I want to come down. I'm awake. I'm ready. No, 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 no. We're going to bring you breakfast in bed. And then you've got to kind of sit up and you've got a tray on your lap and you've got, the, you've got to put the tea there and then there's juice and you spill the juice. And then it's like you got it, you get crumbs in bed and you get that. It, it, there's nothing pleasurable about it at all, cads. Nasty! It's nasty! Things that don't live up to the hi- uh, hype. 0344 499 1000. Have you got, with, with three short, Alan, I've given you two, have you got one to throw into the mix? Oh, no, I was ringing for an entirely different matter. Well, that's, that's, that is not compatible with um, the... We, we do it every week, guys. I don't know why the, it's not compatible with the Thursday night top ten topic throwdown. We do it every week, guys, so it shouldn't be any surprise. 0344 499 You can watch us on periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. We're, we're st- I'm streaming on loads of different things tonight, but I don't quite know how or why. But we're streaming on different things. I think we might be on Ustream. We might be, Matthew will tell me. We, he's my technical. We might be on Twitch. We might be on, I don't know. We're just trying something different, but it might not be working. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. There we go indeed. 0344 499 1000. It is the uh, Thursday night top 10 topic throwdown. We do it every single week, guys. I've dished out two of the uh, 10 topics. Um, how would you take back property or how have you kicked people out of your house when you've not wanted them there? Um, and uh, the, the small things that, or big things that are supposed to be great and wonderful but turn out to be a huge disappointment. I give you breakfast in bed. I've got one, two, three, four, five, five more topics. Uh, we are three topics short this evening. Can you help fill that gap, please? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to. Oh no! <laughs> I'm only joking. It's Gatford. <laughs> funny, funny. I wasn't joking, Gatford. No, no. You, you disick me. Yes. What you got for us, boss? Well, I, I, I throw another topic my way, Monsignor. Hang on a second. It's a, who keeps emailing me from made-up email accounts? I keep get, I've had about four emails from made-up email accounts. They're all from the same person. One. One number two in the living room. You're filthy sick and should not be on air. Your racist accent of a foreigner. Me and my mate's going to report to Ofcom. You have a slot in your show and can't even prepare ten topics. How dumb. And normally every other week we've had ten topics. It's just this one week, guys. It's yeah. just this one week. I'm three topics short. Seven is the new ten. Seven, eight, nine. You know, you know that joke? No. Oh yeah, no, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what yeah, what about what about nine? What, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. What about nine? Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. yeah you get it? Yeah. Do, 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 no, but no. Yeah, but no, because eight could also be a number. But, but it but sounds like eight. Do you? But you. do you really get it? Yes. Are I you thought... sure you really get it? <sighs> I'm not. Con- gonna, I'm not convinced gonna... you really get it. <sighs> You're going to get it in a minute. You'd love to give it to me, but do you get it? Yes. Eight the number, 
Yes. Sounds like eight the consumed vowel. I don't think you get adjective. it. Stay there. Stay there. I'm going to educate you because I don't think you get it. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. This this might help you get it because I don't think you get it because you're an idiot. Hang on. Let's have a listen to this. This will clear things yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Go on. One, two, three, and four more make seven. Six is afraid of seven because seven, eight, nine. Seven, eight. Nine was minding his business, talking to ten about Gordy House clothes. Why seven, eight, nine? Nobody knows. Seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. What about nine? Seven, eight, nine. You got it now, Gatford. Keep listening. Oh, the cattle have to live with eight lives now. Ronaldo will have to make do. Ever since seven, eight, nine, seems I've got an extra finger and an extra toe too. Seven, eight, nine. Seven, eight, nine. Once upon a time in our solar system, we couldn't make do without nine. But Pluto's not a planet now, so eight'll do fine. Oh, the cattle have to do with eight lives now. The Chinese will be out of luck. Vampires will have to think of some other method, because without the canines, how would they suck? Seven, eight, nine. You got it? I hope that's uh, cleared that up for yeah, all, all the idiots listening. Okay. Yeah. In response to topic number one now. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, yes. How to get rid of thirty people from your front room? Mm. <laughs> Just stick on the best of Ian Lee. Okay. Right. That's that's rude. That is rude. That is rude and disrespectful. We'll not be having any of that, dear listener. Honestly, you watch these programs. And the suckers, oh, well, he turned up and there was literally 30 Romanians in his house. Um, and uh, so he went to court and it took three months and then he got an order. To, no, no, don't go to court. What are, you, what are you doing that? It's your house. Okay, okay. There are laws. He's only following the law because he's being filmed for Channel 5. What you do is you say to the Channel 5 film crew, ah, oh, this is a, this is a, a pain. Um, I tell you what, Channel 5 film crew, I'll see you, uh, if you come and meet me in court in a month, I'll see you there, right? I'm off, I'm off now to, to fret about my property being. See, then you drive off and Channel 5, they get some shots and they drive off. Then you come back. And then you just wait outside, and all you need is one of them to open the front door and walk out. And he's distracted because he's looking for his keys and stuff. You just steam straight in there. Straight in there. I'm also not averse to roughing them up a bit. We talked yesterday about Bruce Lee, right? Anyone who's seen the movie, his second major movie, The Fist of Fury, right? He's upset with the Japanese. It's quite quite a racist movie. The Japanese took over China, bizarrely. I don't know how. China's massive. Japan is tiny. But at the turn of the 20th century, Japan kind of invaded China and took over. And they were really racist to the Chinese. No blacks, no dogs, no Chinese. That were the signs. Um... So Bruce Lee, being Chinese, he gets angry and he goes off to the Japanese dojo to show them that Kung Fu is better than Karate. And um, and there's 30 of them, right? And they circle him and he, he's, he's in the middle and he's 
giving it all this, and he takes off his jacket with one hand while he's giving it all this, and he he beats he beats him up, beats loads him up, and then he gets knocked on the floor. And when he's on the floor, he just whips out some chucks, and he's ch- he's chucking their uh, ankles, and the Japanese there, oh well, he's 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 chucking he's non chucking their ankles, right? You can do that. You can do that now legally, legally. You can't do that. And if you follow the plot, if ultimately it follows the fist of fury, you're going to get shot at the end by the, the, the police. You're going to get killed. So, you know, be that as it may. But I don't have a problem with going around there with a pair of chucks. And then when they knock me to the floor, I'm on, I'm on my back just chucking their ankles. Seriously, if you've ever... Remind me... Have I got any nunchuckers anymore? What? There's a question. <laughs> There's a question. Let me ask that again. Have I got any nunchuckers anymore? I've got a feeling I chucked my chucks. I think I might have done. I had loads of them. Some with swivel action. I'm going to get me some chucks. And I'm going to film me doing doing nunchuckers. All right? If, if anybody is doing nunchuckers... You, everyone instantly, you, you, they get back. You step back. You don't because particularly if they don't know what they're doing, because it could go anywhere. It could go anywhere. There was a story. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, there was a story in the papers uh, over the last couple of days. I, I was going to mention about um, how there's an increase. I had to, I used to smack myself in the head with it because I'd be doing it in my bedroom in front of the mirror. But I didn't want my mum and dad to know I hit myself with the chucks. So you'd be going. Um, but there was a story, um, about how, um, th- there's like a rise of weapons. I had a vest on, the vest on, like Bruce Lee did. Cause Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee made the Marks and Spencer vest, the white vest. He made it trendy. Oh, loads of, you know, white pale kids in the, the eighties had the Marks and Spencer vest on. Um, but there was a story in one of the papers. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, it's the, um, the the topic top the Thursday top ten topic throwdown. We do it every week. Um, there's a story in one of the papers about how there is an increase in the number of weapons being taken into school. I don't believe there's an increase because you should have seen what we used to take into school in 1987. Nunchuckers. Butterfly knives. Wayne had a hunting knife. Um, ninja throwing stars. Proper ninja throwing stars. We take them into school. As well, of, co- of course, as, um, the usual array of pornographic magazines. And a little bit later on, I would say about 1989, a bottle of Jack Daniels. That's a story for another day. That's a story. If you've ever, there we go. It's topic number eight. Where have you been drunk where you were not meant to uh, be drunk? There we go. That's topic number eight and, and topic number three on this list. Where have you been drunk when you really should not have been drunk? At work, at school. I got drunk at school. Well, I got drunk at school once. Jack Daniels. I remember standing on the window in the sixth one common room and saying, I'm Jesus! And then I bashed my thumb. Um, I got drunk at school once, and then I got drunk during lunchtime once. And we went back after lunch, and we were steaming. And we're talking to Miss McLaughlin, who was a lovely teacher, who had a lot of time for me, despite the fact I was an awful pupil and a, you know, t- terribly rude to her. And there's me, Malcolm, Duncan, and Matthew... 
and she's talking to us, and we're all absolutely steaming. So we're just t- standing there with our hands over our mouths like this, just talking to her. It's absolutely awful. So we've got three of the ten topics so far. We're still two topics short. Uh, maybe you can help with those. And of course, you, you, you know usual rules. You can call in about anything you want. Goodness sakes. But it's a Thursday top ten topic throwdown. The, the three cabs that are off the rank so far. Let's go through them. Taking back property, if you've ever done it, if you've ever been a landlord and you've, you've, you've had to uh, take back property, how did you do it? But also it, it works if you've had people in your house that have overstayed their welcome. I remember we, um, when we lived in the flat in London, we're going to get the windows done, but we wanted to get wooden sash windows. They were wood. We had sash windows. But they were a bit ropey, and, and we wanted to get wooden, you know, double glaze. That was it. We wanted double glaze, wooden sash windows in. So we had all these people come round giving us a quote, and uh, we made a terrible mistake because one guy came round and he spoke to us for half an hour. Then he opened his briefcase and he pulled out UPVC windows, and I didn't have the heart to say, "Nah, you, you ain't getting rid of them with that." So he gave us the whole spiel, and my girlfriend at the time is Tessa. And we were too polite, and we're looking at each other going, oh. and he gave us the whole spiel. And those guys is there for about four hours. And he was doing the whole, well, this will cost, this would normally cost you 9,000, but we've got a sale on, and we can do it for five. He did that calculator thing. He's just, he's just typing numbers into a calculator, and he goes, yeah, yeah, we can do it for, and he shows it to you, 5,252. We went, no, no, it's all right. Uh, yeah, and then he said, um... Okay, I'll tell you what, um, I'm going to call my, I'm going to call my boss. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I've said no. Well, I've offered them. Wow, really? Really? Are you sure you want to do that? Um, wow. That, are you sure? <laughs> okay, well, if they don't, they're crazy. Okay, I'll put it to them. I've just spoken to my boss, and we've got a one-off sale. We can do it for 3999 but you've got to sign the paperwork now. And, um, we just, literally four hours, with absolutely zero intention of anybody anybody who replaces mark i'll come to you after the news anybody who replaces wooden windows or sash windows with upvc deserves to have um their eyes replaced with um with plastic i don't know how you would do that but we'll do that so getting people out of your house 0344 499 1000 disappointing things that are, they're supposed to be good Supposed to be a thrill, but they are, um... <laughs> oh, God, who's this person that keeps sending different emails? Pooing in a living room, roughing people up. Is this right behaviour? Do you suffer from mental problems? I'm reporting to Ofcom. I'm also reporting to Ofcom. It's the same person! Why are you doing it? <laughs> Stop it. Um, I'll come round to your house and do a poo in your living room. That's a joke. That's a joke. And when this tape gets played to Ofcom, they'll, they'll agree. Um, it's just awful. By, by the way, if you're going to send emails, multiple emails, pretending to be different people, don't keep making the same spelling mistakes. That's, that's my tip. Um, that's my tip. Um, where was I? Um, getting people out of your house. Oh, no. The, 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 the things that are supposed to be exciting and fun, but are rubbish. Rubbish. Breakfast in bed. And Father's Day is coming up soon. And it'll be, we'll, we'll bring you breakfast in bed. No, don't bother. I don't, here's the, I don't even eat breakfast. But suddenly, you're in bed, and you've got 
um, like a bowl of something and a plate of something. And then there's like a bar of something. And then there's a coffee and there's an orange juice. And you just kind of thinking, what, where, where, where is the pleasure in this? And yet crumbs in, it's horrible. Hate it. Uh, things that should be pleasurable but are not. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. And and here's the th- topic number three, guys. Uh, when and where have you been drunk when you should not have been drunk? It is what we do every Thursday night. It's the uh, Thursday night top ten topic throwdown. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Those are the three that are up for grabs at the moment, there's, well, there's supposed to be another seven more, but I'm still too short. So if you've got a couple of topics, um, then why don't you phone up and uh, let us hear what you have got? 03444991000, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. See, if you've been watching on Periscope, you'd have heard me singing very, very rude lyrics to that, um, uh, that Paul Weller song. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Turns out I've got quite a good voice, but also a very naughty mind. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'm being trolled by an overweight man in his sixties who is a knob. Sending his friends to attack me Grow up, you're acting like a 12-year-old girl <laughs> You tit You tit Here we go Here's, um, here's an email <laughs> Why are you not talking about three girls? The drama on BBC One about the Muslim paedophile rings in Rotherham Abusing white school children Says Stuart from London Well Many, many reasons, Stuart, but part the main reason is because you want me to talk about it, so I'm not going to. Oh, no, it's because I'm politically correct and we, oh, we're never rude about Muslims. It's because it's boring! Boring! And I didn't see it. Yeah, that's another reason I didn't see it, so, um... By the way, by the way, I mean, I just, <laughs> 40 pounds a show, um, yeah, try times in that by 9.5 and you're getting, you're getting closer. I mean, I don't want to brag. Hey, by the way, thank you, thank you, thank you. I've got my head around it now. The, the listening figures weren't great, but, 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 thank you to Don and loads of you on Twitter who clarified it for me. In the little over a year we've been doing this show, we've had well over two million, let me just say that again, well over two million podcast downloads. I mean, yeah! On a good night on Periscope, we'll get between 6,000 and 12,000, so, you know... Kiss my chuddies. Um, if there was only some way we could convince the suits at Talk Radio that the podcasts <laughs> were economically viable by, I don't know, 
Getting adverts in them. Getting adverts. Here's my, here's my, suge- here's my suggestion. Right? You put out 30 minute daily best ofs, right? Which is what we're going to do. 30 minute daily best ofs and the interviews will go out, right? And then we're going to put out a best of on a Friday. Don't tell the bosses. That's going to be completely different from the other best ofs. Shush, 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 shush. Uh, that's what I do. Put those out, uh, for free and put adverts in it. Put adverts at the top and at the end, and I do live reads. Hey, we're, tonight we're sponsored by lawnmowers. Do all that stuff, right? And then what I would do is the full shows, I'd make them available, but you've got to pay a quid a, a, quid a month. 12 quid a year. Maybe £1.50. 18 quid a year. Make an absolute fortune, because I've seen the stats, guys. Make an absolute fortune. Uh, by the way, can you do me a favour? Can you do me a favour? Can you do me a favour before we crack on with the show? A little bit of self-publicity, because God, uh, uh, for goodness sakes, God save late nights with Ian Lee. That's the campaign that we're, we're, we're starting. God save late nights with Ian Lee. But here's the thing. If you do download the podcast, and you can get them from all kinds of places, all the, your usual podcast providers, I don't know what the podcast providers are on Android. Just the usual... Everyone keeps saying, yeah, what about Android? What about... What about Android? What, what, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. What about Android? I don't know. I don't know. Wherever you normally get your podcasts from, there's a good chance that the talk radio, type in Ian Lee, talk radio, there's a good chance, what about Android? I don't know, mate. I don't use Android. But there's a good chance that if you normally get podcasts on Android, if you type in my name and talk, you'll get it there. If you do get them on iTunes, do us a favour. Just do us a favour tonight or tomorrow. Um, Unsubscribe. Subscribe unsubscribe subscribe that's it that's it it's a way of cheating the uh the, the itunes chart and what it will do is it will send us up into the top 20 sometimes if enough people do it it will send us into the top 10 well what's the point of that if you're not getting more downloads i'll tell you what the point is if we're in the top 10 or the top 20 there is a chance that more people will see us and go oh this is number 16 in the charts um i'll, I'll have a listen to that so there's more we, we, we might get people that would pick us up on a whim and also, if we kind of go rocketing up the charts, by fair means or foul, quite often they'll put you in the new and noteworthy, which again means someone might be scanning through and go, oh, I'll have a listen to this, and we might get new listeners. That's it. God save late nights with Ian Lee. It's a campaign. T-shirts is coming. T-shirts is coming. Mark! Are you all right, mate? Sorry to keep you waiting, Mark. That's all right. But, um, but, but, but stuff had to be said. Hmm. Um, uh, how can you not have ten topics? I know, mate. It's the f- I, I've been we've we, been doing we this do it every week. I know we've been doing this for over a year, and this is the first time, sir. And I'm sorry, sir, that I have uh, uh, c- not completed my homework. We've got eight now. We've got eight, and I've given out three of them. When have you been drunk when you shouldn't? Um, kicking people out of your property and um, it, it, the disappointing things such as breakfast in bed. So we've got. Uh, th- 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 there's more to go. One. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four. There's five more, but it, I, I do need two topics from the listeners, Mark. Right, I've, I've got, I've got a list. Sorry, I'll work my way through it. What? If you just yes, yay right. or nay, as we All go. Right. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, fine, fine. We only need two, so let's let's make them good. Okay, uh, I've got favorite Beatles song. No. Favorite biscuit. No. Favorite B side. No. What did your granddad do? Yes. Yeah. I love that. Hang on a minute. What that's that's a great one. What did your granddad do? I don't know. I know my granddad Jock on my dad's side drank a lot. 
and Grandad Bill on my mum's side drank a lot. That's all I know about those guys. Favourite sweet that they don't sell anymore? He's going on. No. Weirdest place you've had sex? Um, I think, didn't we do that in February? This is a list of uh, topics you've put out as terrible topics. Sorry? Hang on, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. Are you, are you regurgitating my own material to me? Yeah. Did I actually come up with what did your granddad do? Yeah. I'm good. Even when I don't think I'm good, I'm good. That's a brilliant one. What did your granddad do? Beautiful. Okay, go on. Yeah, there are all topics that you've said at some point, I'm not going to do, and then favourite Beatles song, Weirdest Place, Red Sex. I'm I'm going to cut you off, mate, because you're starting to annoy me. I'm unbelievable. I'm not getting the respect that a man of um, my years deserves. Let's go to Paul. Good evening, Paul. Hello. Hello. Hello, Paul. Hi there. How you doing? I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this prank call develops. My senses and my radar, my spidey sense is very, very good, Paul. But continue, Evus, if you play. Your senses are as good as a rat. Um, anyways. Do you, um, do you Paul, now that you've been sorry? busted, before you've even started, because that's how good I am, do you want to continue with the prank, or do you want to rethink it and maybe call back on another night? No, we'll continue. Okay, we'll continue with the prank. What's your real name? What's my real name? Mo. You oh. said kiss by chuddies. What does kiss by chuddies mean? Okay, it's it's a quote from the um, BBC Two uh, comedy, uh, Goodness Gracious Me. Oh, okay. What does chuddies mean? Chewing them? Nope. No. What is it? Uh, I think it's pants. Pants? I think it's underwear. This really is, I mean, this is like... Anyways, never mind that. Remember that thing, what you said earlier on when you were slurring? Mm. I think you were taking piss because my mate's dyslexic. That's not how you rip someone. Okay. That's being discriminating. Okay, Mo, 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 Mo. You're embarrassing yourself, mate. You, you honestly, you know, you're embarrassing yourself. You mean, <laughs> it, it, it's not work. You've been busted before you even started. It's not working on any level. You've got the radio on in the background, so we can't hear you properly. You're making dyslexic jokes. It, it, it's going terribly, yeah, buddy. The one that made the joke earlier. Play back what you played earlier, and you know. You do. You, 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 your voice has changed from when you started. This is awful. Here's a. I tell you, what, I'm going to set you a challenge because I like your. No, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. I'm going to help you, man. I'm going to help you because I, I respect. I respect. No, don't call him back. I'm going to help him. Call him back. Call him back. Call him back. Call him back. Because I, I respect. I respect the prankster. And tell him he's. I'm, I, I want to help him. Genuinely, I want to help that guy. Um, I want to give him LBC's number. Because there's no challenge in phoning up this show and doing a prank. He won't answer it. Oh, de- guys, come on, gross up. There's no chat. If you want to do a prank call, right? And by the way, if it's good enough. Email it to me, Ian at IanLee.com. Right, if you if you get on if you get on to Nigel Farage's show, he's doing um like a tour bus next week. He, Nigel Farage is touring around. If you can get on Nigel Farage's show and prank call him with something really funny, send it to me, Ian at IanLee.com, and we'll play it. Mo, hello. Yeah, come on, listen, right? There's no there's no challenge in phoning me because anyone can get on. 
But, 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 I'm going to give you a number, right, for LBC. Whoa, 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 that's a yellow card, man. Don't watch your, watch your language, Mo. Come on, come on. No swearing, dude. We, have, we got, have we got delay there? Have we, how much? Yeah, okay. Just yellow card, Mo. Come on, man, I'm trying to help you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. LBC is boring. Why yeah, I know LBC is boring. That's why you should be pranking it. No, you're the entertainer. That's why I'm pranking you. No, but the thing is, you can't prank this show. Mo, Mo, you can't prank this show because anybody gets on, right? Literally anybody can get on. The skill is to get onto a show that's boring, that 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 is tough to get on. Now, how you get on to (laughs) to an L? This is true. How you get onto an LBC show, right? You listen to it for ten minutes. You find out what they're talking about. You come up with quite a good viewpoint on that subject. That's a little bit, a, a little bit com- uh, controversial. Oh Mo, Jesus! You've embarrassed yourself. I t- all right, I'll tell you how to do it because you're, you're 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 a willing audience, right? What you do is you listen to the show for 10, 15 minutes. You got a good feeling of what. What has uh, what they're talking about and what has been said. So you don't want to repeat what someone else has said. You phone up. Hello, LB. You're through. You've uh, you're through to LBC. What would you like to say to Majid Nawaz? And you go right. Well, he's talking about. I don't know what he's talking about. He's, he's talking about Brexit. Um, and I'm really. I just want to uh, make a point that's been missed in the debate so far. Um, and I just, as a small business owner. Um, I'm actually really excited about Brexit, and um, we've already seen an upturn in our exports, and, um, it, it, you know, if what has been said in the, the, the Tory manifesto is true, then I think it's going to be a great time for small businesses, right? That's what you've got to say. Something like that, right? Something like that. Because the producer, for it is the producer who answers the phone, not the tech op or your researcher, uh, the producer will go, OK, well, that's a really interesting point. What's your name and number? And you, you, you give them that name. You give them the name straight away. Steve. All right, Steve. Well, tell you what, Steve, we'll give you a call back in about five or ten minutes. Boom. You're on. Then when they call you back, keep calm, keep calm. You get on the air. What is this music that's playing? This is... Uh... Oh, it's that. You get on the air and you stuck. Don't go straight in for the gag, buddy. Don't go straight in for the gag. You start by going, well, Magic, you're talking about Brexit. Um, I run a small, uh, business. It's, um, we make bespoke curtains. You got, you got, I have all these facts. I make, we make bespoke curtains and they're quite expensive. It's boutique stuff. You know, you could be looking as much as 1500 quid for a pair of curtains, but they are really high quality. And since we voted for Brexit, we have seen our international, um, sales go up by about 27%. And I was listening with interest what Theresa May was saying in, in the, in the launch of the manifesto today. And, and you're, and you're having a little bit of dialogue, right? You got a bit of dialogue. You sucked him in. And after about two minutes, three minutes, the presenter relaxes and the presenter sits back and enjoys the conversation. And then you go something like, well, and, and uh, we did have an issue once with one set of curtains in the, um, uh, that we sent them off to, um, it was uh, a duke that lived in Scotland and there was a huge semen stain on it. And we got in terrible trouble and he sent the order back and Najid Nawaz will go, sorry, what? You go, yeah, no, we, we sent off these curtains and the Duke was unhappy with it and we, he had to send it. Why, sorry, why did you say he was unhappy with it? Oh, he just didn't, he just didn't like what we did. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we found out that, um, one of the lads in the, in the office at the back was spaffing on the curtains. Boom, then you get cut off. 
but you've been on for about five minutes. You can't do it. I'm tempted to phone him up myself. You can't do it straight away. You've got to build up to it. You've got to build, you've got to be convincing. You've got to build up to it. Now, here's the thing, and this will probably get me in trouble. I don't know. If anybody, and I'm not encouraging you to do this, but if anybody did prank Nigel Farage, I know what you and it was funny, and it got sent to me, well, it might get played out. But I'm, you know, you say that. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Chris, Christian, stay there. Come to you after this. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the, uh, we do it every week, uh, the Thursday night top ten topic throwdown, where I throw down ten topics. I've only thrown down three so far. We've got more to go, but I am two. No, I'm one short, because what we've got, we've got one that apparently I refuse to do in the past, but older me sees, here's the thing, as we grow older, we grow wiser, and I realise that a lot of what I did in my youth was folly, including turning down the topic, what did your granddad do? That is a great one. These are the ones we got so far. What did your granddad do? When have you been drunk? Where have you been drunk when you shouldn't? Um, uh, how do you take back property or get people out of your property if they've been there too long? And disappointing things like breakfast in bed. 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to Chris. Good evening, Chris. Hi, you're Ian. Hey, Chris. I was just thinking, you know, you had um, some suggestions for uh, your top ten. Yes. Um, and I was thinking maybe, like, when you're having a bad day. Yes. Um, you know, how did things turn around for you suddenly? You know, things get better all of a sudden. That, what, what happened if you, when, when you've lost all hope and things turn around for you? Um, and you were saying as well, and another one about uh, doing a poo in someone's living room. Yes. Um... Now, that got me thinking. Um, Did it? That's... You had to actually... Um, that you were talking about it. That, that, that's, like, um, deliberate. Uh, yeah, I've got the sense from what you said that you do it deliberately, like... It was. It would be I, a deliberate... If the poo that I, re- that I referenced um, would have been a deliberate act to show people that I was uh, loco... And um, that I meant business. And also, as soon as they saw a steaming turd in their living room, they'd be out. Especially if you couldn't get the sash windows open in time. Exactly, you know. Chris! You know what I'm talking about! And I, I, well, I, I was thinking of times, you know, in the past when... Uh, well, you know, when when I've, I've actually proved myself and... and, and so- it, you know, and I didn't intend to like. But when did you, when when have you how many well how many times have you done that as a grown man? Well, I, I was thinking back to my teenage years really, and yes. there was one time when I was just on the couch in the living room, and yes. I was lying on my front just watching the TV. Yes, and um, I, I, I thought huh? I thought I had a bit of a gust, you know. Oh God, no! You don't need to finish that. Um, sorry. These things happen. These things happen to um, the best and indeed the worst of us, Chris. So don't 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 feel any less. Here's a question: What did your granddad do? He was actually in the RAF um, in the Second World War. Beautiful. Went to kill some Germans. Well, no, but actually he ended up in uh, Yugoslavia and oh, um, and and also Palestine. Well. Gosh, um, that's so unusual. Before and uh, during and after the war, like you yes, know, yes. 
Um, great stories. Uh, great stories. Well, yeah, but I was just going to ask you, you know, and there was a, there was another time I was telling you about my, being on the couch, like. Yeah, I think we're fine with that. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, great news. Um, sports video fast running Keith. You know Keith. Um, he is on Twitter, and it is him. I've, I've verified it's him. He emailed me. Um, so at sport video Keith. He's on Twitter. Um, he's if you send him a message, there's a strong chance he might respond to you. At sport video Keith. Um, if you want to find him, can I play? I'm gonna. Um, I, mean, I don't normally do this, but I, I, I was so taken. You know, we've got this this um, YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/RabbitHole, and I've been putting bits and pieces of the show up there. Um, but there, I put up a video this morning, just a, just a clip, just a clip from um, from last night's show, and um, I'm gonna play it. It's it's the. Um, it's the East Enders song. You didn't hear this, did you? It's the East Enders song by Pat. And there's a few. They get Pat. He gets the names of the gays wrong, and he mentions Willie twice. Okay, so um, there's a couple of uh, why, why won't that open? Hang on a minute. What? Oh dear, hang on a minute. Uh, 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 but it is truly a. Here we go. It is truly a work of of great great beauty. Have a listen to this. This is this is on uh, Rabbit Hole. If you want to go, if you want to watch, here we go. Here we go. Deep breath from last night's show. You might want to whack this up a bit because it's quite low. Holy <laughs> Paula. <laughs> Marshall Fowler and Mark Fowler, Martin Fowler. Yeah, there we go. Arthur Fowler and Willie the Pug. <sighs> Trying to persuade Ben and she walks and Sharon walks and Lofty too. Cathy Bill. print the words out, really. and Ian Bill and Doc Cotton and Nick Cotton. Charlie Cotton. I don't know who that is. Not long to go. Okay, thank goodness. Okay. Yep. Yep. Doing very well. Thanks, Ian. Nope. Oh, oh. oh get it. Yep. Carol Jackson. Sonia Jackson and Bianca Jackson. Billy Jackson. Ethel Skinner <laughs> and Pat Butcher uh, and Butcher, Janine Butcher and Barry and Chris, the gay ones together, Ali and to the cafe owners. I don't know if I've seen yeah. EastEnders in the last 20 years. Willie and Roly and 
Doctor Lehe. Okay. Le- and that was on last night's show. You can, uh, if you follow me on, um, we're on all kinds of things now. Rabbit, uh, YouTube.com slash rabbit hole. Um, uh, SoundCloud. I'm on Instagram, man. I don't even know what that means. 0344 499 1000. Good evening, Christian. Good evening, Ian. How are you doing, man? I'm good, thank you very much, my friend. What have you got for us tonight? I was just thinking, actually, there. Um, that would have been a much better version than uh, the one that Anita Dobson put out. Yeah, anyone can fall in love. Because they, they all had a go at releasing songs, didn't they? It was Anita Dobson. There was Wixie with Every Loser Wins, Once the Dream Begins. Oh, I was listening to that last night. <laughs> and then, <laughs> that, was a, that was number one. Um, there was also... Wasn't there... Um, didn't Ian Sharon... And was there a black lad called Kelvin? Didn't they put out a record... Wasn't it? Oh, wasn't it? I remember. Didn't you say something months ago about Junior? Mummy used to say. Oh, June. Well, Junior. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? I don't know. But no, Junior wasn't Kelvin in EastEnders. But I'm sure that no, I'm I'm sure that Ian Beale, um, Sharon, and Kelvin. I'm sure. I know that they certainly formed a group in the show, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> they released a record. I'm pretty sure of it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yeah, we need to get that one cleared up. Uh, I'm here to talk about what my granddad did. Oh, go on then. Yes, it's a good one. This I can't believe I turned. Oh no, I turned it down for a reason because I knew that today would be the day that we would do this topic. What did your granddad do? Uh, well, he did many things, but the one that I absolutely love and still laugh at to this day. Yes. Uh, in his attempt to entertain me, and probably himself back in the day. Yeah. He made. A chicken noise maker. <laughs> so he made he, a chicken noise maker. How the hell did yeah. he make that? <laughs> okay. Well, it's funny enough, I, I was about to tell you a false story. I was about to give you fake news, actually. Oh, yeah. uh, and then my mum came in, and, and she reminded me of how you actually make it. So in case anyone wants to do this at yes. home, um, it's a piece of string. piece of string, yes. With, uh, and you, you, you kind of, you put a hole in the top of, uh, like, uh, like, um, an aerosol can, so... Wait well, a minute, suddenly, very quickly, it's gone <laughs> to something quite dangerous. You, yeah, got, don't, you don't, you can't um, pierce aerosol cans. Sorry, the, 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 um, the lid. Okay, uh, so that was, like, okay, well, I'm, yeah. glad we, I'm glad we clarified don't that worry. before anybody blew their face off. Okay, yes. No, this, this isn't some weird manifesto no. or anything like that. Okay. Um, they're, they're easily found online, but, um, there's like a... So a plastic cap of, uh, yeah. I don't know, like Mr. Sheen or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 I got it. Yeah, uh, and you put the string through it and put a button on the end of, of the string. And his idea was that if you kind of just, not slowly pull it, but pull it bit by bit, so almost like a a, a tug at a time, yes. it would make this... A tug at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, speaking about my granddad here, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah um, you, you pulled it through very slowly and, and it made that noise effect. He, he told me that he did it in Canterbury, of all places. Um, what is a chicken noise? Hang on, but ch- chicken is like... Yeah, yeah, no, that, it, 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 that's quite a good impression of a chicken noise maker. Oh, um, but not of a chicken, all right. Fine. No, no. fine. <laughs> It's it's a poor man's effort, but yeah, no, that that's literally what um, he made, and and you can still make them to this day. It was it was well, quite amazing that, what? that that was. Did, did it sound like a chicken? Yeah, no, believe me, I I really wanted to try and 
like uh, whipped one up for you before I came on there, but um, right. seriously, it, it made a noise. Like I that. have, I've, I, I have none of the. Well, actually, I probably got a deodorant can with the lid, but I haven't got any string or, or, or buttons. What we need is someone before one o'clock this evening, please, dear listeners, if you are watching on Periscope, if you are listening on TalkRadio.co.uk, what you need to do is make a chicken noise maker with by uh, string through a, a <laughs> lid of an aerosol can, uh, and then there needs yep. to be a button tied to the end of the string. Yeah, because otherwise, if you uh, that, that's that's so the fun can end. Oh, okay. Have too much of a good thing. All right, guys, we need someone. Uh, uh, Christian, thank you. Anything else before I cut you off, you weirdo? Oh, my other granddad actually owned a nightclub, and he met Dusty Springfield. That's all. I think your other granddad was perhaps the slightly cooler of the two granddads. Yeah. No disrespect, <laughs> Christian. That's a great call, man. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Can somebody please make us a chicken noise? maker before the end of the show late nights with ian lee on talk radio the wild man of late night radio is back ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk we're gonna get t-shirts and everything badges god uh, god save late nights with ian lee it worked for the kinks i've nicked it from the kinks god save the kinks it's how they finally made it in america with that campaign and i'm i'm guessing I'm guessing 46 years later it, it will it will work for this show, won't it? Guys, won't it? 0344 499 1000. I'll do another couple of topics from the list in a second. But before that, let's go to Dennis. Good evening, Dennis. Good evening to you. Uh, my Brexit uh, empire is growing. I've had another great grandson, so you get your money ready. Hang on, say that again. You, 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 you sound drunk. What, what are you saying to me, old man? I said, old man, yes, that's right. I don't mind you referring to his old man. Yes, my Brexit empire has grown. I've got another great-grandson. Oh, for goodness sake. I made seven of them in a row. What, what, he's actually out? He's here? Oh, yes, he's here. Hey, congratulations, Gramps! Well, why not? Anyway, as I say, dear boy, there is a way of bursting cans without blowing the things up. No problem. I never put... I never put a spray can into the dustbin while it's got pressure in it. Why not? No, because it's dangerous. No, 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 no. It's dangerous to to burst an aerosol can. I've got a method of bursting without doing that. Well, how do you do it? But don't do this at home. Genuinely, don't do this at home. A piece of wood made into a a, a little channel. A piece of wood made into a channel? I don't even know what that means. Two bits of wood fastened together. They look like a roofing tile, the top top roofing tile. Okay, yes. And then a nail halfway down. Oh, sweet lord. You put it on top of the can, hit it with a hammer... And all the gas escapes. Why no that? Right, do not do that at home. I'll have a cup of English breakfast, please. Do not do that at home. That is the most stupid... Actually, Dennis, you do as many of those as you can before your birthday, buddy. No, the point is I, I took that out of the American magazine and I tried it and it was a treat. But why? I don't understand why you'd want to do that. Well, it saved people trying to burst them any other way. But, but... Well, somebody's got to do it sooner or later. Well, you, no, they don't. Just put it in a landfill. Well, I, no, no, we can't, we haven't got enough for landfill. They've got to be crushed down to, to metal. Who came up with the idea of landfill? Because even uh, even from day one, right, the first day they had, like, a big truck full of rubbish, right, and they said, what are we going to do this? Well, um, you see that field over there? I'm going to dig a massive hole in it, and you just put it all in there and we'll, we'll cover it over the top. Right, hang on a minute. Well, two, two things, right? First of all, we're going to have a load of dirt because you're filling... So what are going to do with the dirt? Secondly... That's not sustainable, is it? Pretty quickly, we, you, you, you can't just fill up the whole of the ground because we'll run out of ground. Correct. So why, w- why would anybody 
come up with the invention of landfill. Well, of course, they try and burn as much rubbish as they can. And now, that, that I can dig. The burning, I can dig. Have you ever smelt a tyre fire? Yes. Beautiful, beautiful toxic fumes. Yeah, I know. Anyway, that's beside the point. Dennis, thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 That brings me on neatly, guys, neatly, to um, what, what are the topics we've got so far. What did your granddad do? Where and when... This is a Thursday night top ten topic throwdown. Where and when have you been drunk when you should not have been drunk? 0344 499 How do you take back property? My method would be break in and, and do a poo. Um, <clears throat> also, when have you kicked, how have you kicked people out of your house if they've been there too long? Um, things that are supposed to be good, but are absolutely rubbish, like breakfast in bed. And here's another one, right? Now, I've been to Japan several, several times, uh, three times, I think. And they do this in Japan. And the, the first time I went out with some Japanese friends and someone did it, I thought they were doing it for a joke, but they were doing it seriously. Right, oh three four four. They were doing it seriously, and they sell them. Right, and what reminded me today was I saw a gentleman who was not Japanese walking across West Westminster Bridge with this. Right, it's those surgical masks they wear over the mouth and the nose. And when we were in Japan, it's my friend. Um, it was Kenji. And he had it, and I laughed, and I could see he was offended. I said, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why do you do that? And they, as we walk out of the building, he put this mask on, and then we, I said, what? He says, oh, it's to, to stop the, you know, the, the toxic fumes and the chemicals and the smoke and, and, and all of that. And I was thinking, but it's been proven. You, you just, it's just a bit of paper you've got over your face. That, that's not going to stop. It's not as if he's wearing like a, you know, like a deep sea divers thing or a proper oxygen mask where, that filters out. It's literally just a bit of gauze over his nose and over his face. And there was a fet. And you, you, if you see Japanese tourists, they don't do it so much now. It's it's kind of fallen out of favour a bit. But occasionally, still on the London Underground or on a, a, a London bus. On Oxford Street, occasionally you'll see a Japanese um, tourist with this. Occasionally, but I'm driving. It wasn't Westminster Bridge. It was it was the other bridge, Blackfriars maybe. And I'm driving over there, and there's a fella walking towards me on the other side of the road, um, a, a, a white guy, not a Japanese guy, with one of these masks on. And I, I was thinking, what the hell are you? What? Why are you doing that? That has been proven, right? First of all, it's, it, it's obvious, right? It's obvious to anybody who's not an idiot that having a little bit of gauze over your nose and your mouth is going to filter out like not, 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 no, hang on, not point, not, 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 like 1%. It might be like one grain of dust that will get filtered out, but the, the carbon, the, uh, the, the, the stuff from the cars, from the buses, from the boats, the, that's all going to go in. All you're doing, right, is you are not prolonging your life, you are wasting money, and you are looking like a knob. That's it. That is it. So, topic number five, guys, out of a possible ten. And I've only got four left. Uh, when uh, Do you uh, know anybody who's used these face masks? Have you ever worn a face mask? I think the reason they wear them 
and I'm just thinking this out loud, but this makes sense. The reason that doctors wear them in hospitals is not to stop them breathing in, like, like, I don't know, cancer or AIDS or MRSA. It's to stop them spewing out. Because sometimes when you, it's like, if you just clear, you, you've all done this, you just clear your throat. <clears throat> and sometimes, rarely, but like a big greenie comes out. I remember I did it on, I, when I was 16. And I was going to Slough Record Centre with my mate Jason who worked at B-Jams. And I did that and he had a nice suede coat on. And I, I just cleared my throat. <clears> throat> it was just that. <clears throat> and a greenie came out and stained his coat. Stained his suede coat. And it was there forever. And, and so that's to stop that. That's why they wear those, the cast doing it now. That's why they wear those in hospitals to stop, so that the surgeon, if he just clears his throat, he doesn't, um, hurl one into, you know, like, someone who's having a, you know, lung transplant. Imagine a lung transplant. You've got in a, or it's a caesarean. Just as you're sewing up the final thing, boy, it slips in. So that's what they're for. So there's, there's your next topic. Why do people do those, use those? Have you ever used those? Um, and, uh, th- th- what can we do to stop this nonsense? Uh, uh 0344 499 It's the, uh, Thursday night top 10 topic throwdown. We're halfway through the topics, guys. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I knew it was true. So Letitia, uh, 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 um, Sharon Watts, Letitia Dean, and Kelvin, Paul Medford. And I thought, in the episode, Ian Beale was in it, right? But they did start a band, and they were called The Band. And they did release a record in an attempt to have a pop hit. Now, I've got a clip here from uh, a TV show. What TV show is this from? Saturday Superstore. <laughs> Saturday, Christian, I'll come to you in a minute, mate. 03444991000. This is Letitia Dean and Paul Medford singing their hit, Something Out of Nothing. Here we go. <laughs> This is the lamest dance. Desperately um, trying to find a, a tune in there. This is the Sharon Watts and Kelvin song live on Saturday Superstore. I, I'm, I'm really tr- trying to find a melody. And while we're doing this, while, I mean, while we're doing this, it, when you see Wixie sings Every Loser Wins in the Vic, I mean, you, you, you can't ignore stuff like that. Nearly made. Nearly 
Oh, dearie, goodness gracious me. Um, oh, Christian! Hello again. You found the chicken noise machine. I, I don't know how we found this, but it was in the loft. In oh, the fantastic! Oh, man, okay, right, nice and quiet, but near the phone. Let's see. you a photo of it, by the way. Oh, you've got, sorry? I'll, I'll tweet you a yeah, photo. Yeah, please do. I'll retweet is. it, I'll retweet it, yeah. Um, now, it, it needs, to be fair, the, the string on this is... God knows how old, but um, it needs to be a little bit thicker if uh, anyone is trying this. Yeah. However, um, I, I've realised that the technique needs to be kind of adapted slightly because of that. Yes. Um, so the button end, I'm pulling on the button end. Okay. I'm, I'm having the, uh, I hope this works in my uh, my microphone headphones. A bit of freestyling, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, nice under, yeah, okay, here we go. Hang on. Granted, this might sound just like I'm knocking on a wall, to be honest. Oh, I'm glad you said um, knocking on a wall. <laughs> um. Um. I, well, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I get it. I, I, I might have to video it for you. Yeah, do that. Send us a video. You've just reminded me. That is brilliant, by the way. Well found, well found. And that's the one that Grandad made, is it? Um, I think I made it in his company, but yeah, that, that's where it's in the Beautiful. box. And, um, oh, keep, got, keep I that. I'm quite emotional about it, actually. Keep that, uh, man. That's, a, that's, a, that's, that's actual treasure you've got there. It's a silly little thing, but that's, uh, you know, that, that, those, those are the best things, the silly little things that have got a story to them. That's treasure, man. Do you remember a uh, thing in the 70s and 80s? I always used to terrify me. Do you remember those um, little yellow bags that were like, they were called like bags of laughter or something? And it was you. Um, you press a button, and it would sound like hundreds of people laughing. No, I, 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 to be honest, that's probably before my time. All oh, right, so. mate. I don't, I don't know you to rub it. <laughs> I know I'm old. Uh, Christian, well done, mate. Thank you for finding that. That's lovely. Send us a video if you can. Thanks, man. Cheers. Nice one, man. That's lovely, isn't it? Do you remember a yellow bag? And you either pulled the string. I think you pressed a button, and it would sound like people laughing. And it was the most terrifying See, hey, here we go going back to um uh, 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 things that are supposed to be good but are really disappointing chattering teeth you see chattering teeth on cartoons and you think brilliant you get chattering teeth bag bag of laughs that was it a bag of laughs you get chattering teeth and you put them on the floor or the table utter rubbish utter rubbish we'll go through the topics in a minute yes william hi i was just wondering um have you ever looked at uh, uh, the moon through a telescope at all? Um, I think I've looked at it through binoculars. Right. Um, well, I bought a telescope off a guy uh, pretty locally the other um, couple of weeks ago for okay. about 30 quid. Okay, here we go. And um, uh, the first night I tried to set it up, but it's kind of complicated, to be honest. Yes. Um, but this thing's from about the early 60s. Yeah. And it's made by all metal, so it's good quality. Apparently, the kind of newer telescopes. We bought plastic. we bought a telescope for the boys that doesn't look like a telescope. It looks like um one of the Moomins, and uh, it's rubbish. I can't get it. It's supposed to be like a really good one, and it, I yeah. can't get it to work. Um, well, this one's old, but because it's old, it's good. Yeah, solid. Um, so I managed to the second night anyway. I'd never got it sort, sorted the first night, but the second night I got it set up. And Why did you buy it? Um, I, I don't know. It was just. Uh, looking at pictures of the moon, and I, I felt like I wanted to actually see it for myself you, instead of just staring at images on a screen. So and 30 quid When you look well, at it like that and yeah. you just scan across it, it's, it's amazing to know that that's out there, you know yeah. what I mean? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. 
and we've obviously got no control of it, but no matter what happens here, that's always going to be there. Well, you say that, not if, not if the Chinese get their way. Didn't the Chinese, about <laughs> six years ago, they wanted to blow it up? Did they? Yeah, yeah. No, maybe it's been more than about 15 years ago. This is, that, and this is a true story. The Chinese were gonna, wanted to blow the moon up. Imagine that! Well, I've heard this for a helium-3. Yeah, yeah, the helium. And I only, I only discovered two years ago that you mine helium. There are helium mines. Mm. And we're running out of it. Uh, it's full the, of it. There's, there's a limited amount of gases. Eh? I mean, the, the gases that they use to kill fridges and stuff like that. They've only got a certain amount of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, so. And that's why you, you should never have um, helium balloons at kids' parties. Yep. Cost a fortune when I start, so... Yeah, and it would cost, cost a fortune, and you're killing the planet. You don't need an inflatable Bart Simpson. You're killing the planet, yeah. guys. I know. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, but you uh, say you found the moon. See... You found the moon. Yeah, oh, the second night, um, just the way the telescope was set up, it just kept going to the right. Every time I set it up, it would just slowly go across to the right-hand side, so it would just scan right across the moon. And when you look at it like that, it's amazing. I mean, I've never seen anything like it, to be honest. Uh, uh, that does sound incredible. I mean, how do you know how? <laughs> I don't know how to phrase this in English, so I won't. How much magnified was it by? Amazing! It's uh, you can't fathom. Uh, Jupiter, Jupiter was about maybe when you look at it about two inches below the moon a couple of weeks Wowzers. ago, and I, I managed to see the stripes kind of cross Jupiter. Wowzers, man! That's incredible. That's uh, incredible. Well, good for you, man. Well done, William. Um, listen, I, I can also play this chicken string thing. <laughs> I, I set it up while I was on, just before I phoned you, and now, I can play this. Did you, did you have one before, or, or did you make Never. it following his instru- Christian's instructions? Just, just from what I heard on the phone. Oh, mate, it. away you go, William. Yeah, I'll, I'll have right. as many of these as we can get. Right, I'll put the phone down. That's better. It's faint. It's very faint. There we go. William! Oh, God, we lost him there. William! Can you hear us? That was better. I, I don't want to say it because Christian sent me a picture of it and it, he made it in front of his granddad. But that was much better. <laughs> that sounded like a chicken. That was I brilliant. Know, it's, it's amazing. Oh, I'm doing that. I'm doing that tomorrow. No, tomorrow I'm taking uh, the boys to the beach. Boys, I'm taking this in. I'm, I'm showing the kids this in the morning. Mate, <laughs> William, so you're a good sport, man. Thank you very much for that. I'm, I'm taking the boys to see the beach boys tomorrow. But Saturday, Saturday, we're making chicken making noises. Paul. Hiya, please tell me I'm not going crazy, Ian, because you'll know the answer to this. Yes, mate. You're talking about you're talking about music from EastEnders. Yes, sir. What's well, just popped into my head, and I refuse to Google it, because yeah. I know you'll know. Yes, I will. I'm sure you will. Yep. Do you remember a black girl that was an actress in EastEnders yep. had a couple of pops? Michelle, Michelle... Um, Gale. Michelle it. Gale. Yes, and she you. was the first she person... Ended up, she ended up marrying in real life the footballer Mark Wright, Mark Bright, didn't she? Yeah, and she was the first person I ever saw using um, um, an earphone with a microphone on to make a phone call. I was at Television Centre, and I saw Michelle Gale walking past me. She was talking to herself, and I thought, well, that's weird. She's, maybe she's learning her lines. And then I saw she had, like, a little headset in. It's the first time I'd ever seen anyone with a headset. Yeah, oh. she... Uh, her song... I got it. 
Cause your sweetness this is, is my, my weakness. Uh, thank you. I'm not mad, am I? Well, like that—that's that, that's a, that's a subject for a different day, Paul. But yeah, no, that, that yeah. song she certainly had some. And it, here we go. Um, um, Sid Owen. Do you remember Sid Owen had a hit? Ah, oh, it must have been some Chaz and Dave thing or something. It was like a, it was like um, a, a horrible skanky sort of reggae thing. Um, and we used to make funny li- lines about it. Hang on, don't tell me. Was don't it Mully Mully? Mully Mully? Wooly Mully. Like, Vin, Vin, Vinnie Jones did Wooly Mully, didn't he? Do you mean Wooly Bully? I thought it was Wooly Mully. Oh, we got know. a good thing going. A real good Sid Owen. That was it. That was it. It was, um, it was kind of sub, um, John... Who was... Right. Who was the lad from London's Burning... He had a couple of sort of reggae hits, and then he got he got in a little bit of trouble because I think he got found he got done for kind of dealing drugs and stuff. And it, it, it was one of those things where it was entrapment, and he, his whole career was ruined. Didn't that actor used to be originally in Grange Hill? He did, kid? and he yeah. had a couple of sort of reggae hits, and then he got into trouble, and then um, sort of Sid Owen took over. Was his name? His name wasn't John Altman, was it? That was it, John Altman. Yeah, that's it. No, John Altman was the Altman's the guy that played uh, the, played in EastEnders. Cotton, um, Nick Cotton. Yeah. Nick Cotton, yeah. There was John somebody, and he, he and he got, I, I felt so sorry for this lad, because he was a decent actor, he had a couple of hits, and then he got entrapped selling, selling like a rapper coat to somebody. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. And his Set whole, newspapers. his whole career was ruined, because he did, a, he did a stupid thing, and I, I always felt so sorry for that man. I can picture him, yeah. Yeah, he's a short fella. I, I want to say a short fella. I don't know. I always felt so sorry for him. He did he did one stupid thing, and that was it. Game over. Game over for him, poor fella. Anyway. Okay, thank you. Okay, well, you put me out my misery. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll put you out in misery now. There we go. Thank you, Paul. Ah, oh, dear. 0344. 499 Um, Andrew says, Dear Ian... That's polite. Manners, respect, courtesy, I like that. The Chinese plan... No, this is not true. Why are you sending me this? The Chinese plan was to explode a huge bomb filled with magnesium oxide on the moon to improve its reflectability to save on street lighting. Come on, no. No, I'm not buying that for a second. 0344 499 Yes, Alan? Hi, uh, Hi. <laughs> uh? Hello? Hello. Oh, there's a tweet from Keith about Paul. I effing love Paul. What does he look like? I don't know. Alan, what you got for us, boss? Um, just, uh, I've got a couple of ones where I was, had too much to drink in, a, in the wrong moment, but... Yeah. One's at work and the other one was on stage. Which one do you want? Oh, let's have the, let's have a work first. Right, well, I was working for the civil service and what happens was I was working pretty much seven day weeks, but yeah. the weekend... Was overtime. Yeah. So beautiful. We Quentin. did like a we did day shift, evening shift, night shift. So yeah. you finish on Friday day shift. Yeah. Then you start Sunday nights. But there was overtime Saturday days and Saturday nights. Oh, no, but was the overtime? Was it a good rate? Train, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. About one hundred and twenty pound a day. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So on the Friday, obviously. For two weeks, you can't have a drink. So the Friday was like you absolutely smashed. Yeah. So, and it, it, go nightclub at about two, three in the morning. Yeah. But work paid for taxis the next day. Oh, this is so I went in the next day. That was fine. So they, they finished drinking at about three o'clock. Taxi comes seven o'clock. When you get through the day, you finish it for all well and good. Yeah. 
and then we got home, and normally I just went to bed, yeah, and then go to midnight again. So it was only like eight hours in between. Yes, and there just happened to be a barbecue. I get around my mate's house, so I said, oh, I'll pop in and maybe have one bottle of brown ale <laughs> and, and, and go to bed and, and, and then get into the chuck seat to work. Yeah. But it was, you know, it's like the best brown ale you've ever had. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good drink. So I said, well, I'll go down and get another four. <laughs> I'll get another four. And then I thought, oh. <laughs> I may as well, I said, I'm getting the taxi in any case. And there's a minibus come to pick the lads up about 8 o'clock. Yeah. And they went for a session down the pool, so I did that as well. Oh, God. And then the taxi came half 11, yeah. so I'd had a full session. Good. I'd had no sleep yeah. since, like, Friday morning. I yeah. spent three hours. Yeah. Gets into work. Now, Saturdays, the reason I did that, it was basically used to play on our Game Boy. Just we, I was working the civil service, and what it was yeah. was, was mainframe computers. They never go wrong. You just had to watch for it. So you just had to be there. You didn't have to do anything. You had to to be there and play Tetris. That's it. Tetris and uh, golf. That's all I played. Yeah. And Sod's Law, Uh I got in and everything had gone wrong. All these million pounds worth of, and there was only about four of us in, and they were on the train. There was only me and you what I was doing. So I was like talking Swahili. (laughs) <laughs> um, trying to get everything going, all these machines just popping all over. I was having to get, oh, it was an absolute nightmare. Did you manage Not to style? It. Did you style it out? Yeah, it was fine. Beautiful. But maybe it's about three o'clock in the morning. I hit this brick wall. Yeah, you know, we've got it all sorted, and I mean, I got congratulated. But I hit this brick wall. I felt like death. Felt as though my whole throat was dying. Yeah. and obviously I had no sleep. Oh, it was a nightmare. The only thing so you could do, of course, was to have another beer. You had to have well. an- another beer. <laughs> I said, Alan, this will be- I've got to go, because we're coming up to the break. We'll-, we'll get the story about you being on stage another day. Thank you for that, mate. I enjoyed that. We're getting some cracking calls tonight, dear listener, from uh, a lot of uh, alcohol-dependent people. 0344 It's the uh, uh, Thursday Top 10 Topic Throwdown. And more topics coming after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
There's a world that's waiting to unfold A brand new tale no one has ever told We've journeyed far but you know it won't be long We're almost there and we've paid our fare with a hobo song Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on So if you wanna join me Maybe tomorrow I'll find I go home, home, home Until tomorrow You know I'm free to roam We do it every Thursday night You know the score by now, dear listener 0344 499 1000 I sit here and I dish out the Thursday night top 10 topic throwdown The topics we've got so far What did your granddad do? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. When and where have you been drunk when you shouldn't have been? Um, if you had, if you were a landlord whose property was being used inappropriately and you had to take it back and you weren't going to follow the legal route, how would you do it? I would break in and do a poo in their living room while they were watching. Works on two levels. First one, they know you are loco, baby. Um, you don't play by society's rules. Second, if you imagine you've got poo in your living room, you get out and you, boom, you've got the place back. Also, how do you get people to leave if they've stayed in your house too long? Uh, things that are supposed to be good, but are rubbish. Breakfast in bed is my example. 0344 499 1000. Can anybody in this day and age, and I saw a guy doing this today. It really is. Here comes the yawn. The midnight yawn. I've had four hours sleep. I did, I did the thing today, last night, where I got home and I knew I was taking the kids into school uh, this morning. So I had to be up at seven and I got into bed at half two and I was absolutely wired. I was wide awake and I would start and I was worrying about the listening figures because I hadn't quite got my head around, you know, actually how what we're doing is a positive thing. And I've got that now. Uh, so I was worrying about that. I was was, was um, annoyed with um, the, the the bra guy who's been having a go. I just annoy all this stuff. Just annoyed me. And I, so I was in bed and I was thinking, it's, it's half past two. It's quarter to three. Three o'clock. Got to be up. At, got to be up at seven. There's nothing. Just, just I couldn't. I tried to meditate and I got bored of that, which is always a bad sign. I dropped off sometime after three. God, I had less than four hours, and then I was woken up by my eldest getting into bed with me at half six. Oh God. And he got in, he went, morning, daddy. I went, it's still, it's still sleepy time. Then the other one got in. Oh, it was insane. Absolutely insane. So I've had three, cause I had to get up at seven and take the kids to school. And then I thought, well, I, I can go back to bed for a couple of hours. And of course, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. I was still wired. I don't know why. It's the weirdest thing. Anyway, I'm tired. I'm not in tomorrow, dear listener. Um, I'm taking the night off to take my boys to see the Beach Boys. And we've got really, really rubbish tickets. Um... And we were playing some Beach Boys this morning. We were having a little boogie around the kitchen to fun, fun, fun. And I get around and surf in USA. Um, we got terrible seats. And the thing is, the Beach Boys now, they do like a two and a half hour concert. It's like boom, 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 boom. I think, I personally think they could kind of break it down a bit. They could drop some of the songs and they could have a bit more talking to the audience. And they certainly need a really good, they show films in the background and they're rubbish. Really, really rubbish. Um, and, um, 
I think they, anyway, I, I could see how they could improve that. And I know we'll get to the interval and the boys will go on board now. And I'll say, well, let's stick around for the, the first few songs of the second half. And, but we'll probably leave before the end because it's a long old night and the seats aren't great. I don't really know. I think we're, we're up really high and probably behind the stage. I don't even know how much we'll see. But it's that thing of, that you know, in 20 years' time, they're not going to say, hey, Dad, do you remember that Friday night you did a radio show? They'll say, hey, Dad, do you remember that night you took us to see the Beach Boys and we left halfway through and I wish we'd stayed all night? There'll be that. That conversation. Um, 03444991000. Face masks. You, you, it becomes a topic number for, 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 for five. Um, face masks. Um, the Japanese often wear them. It's not quite so popular now. These little bits of gauze, and it just covers their nose. And what, what the hell? Why is anybody doing that? What? It, it's not. St- it's to stop stuff going out of your body, not stuff coming in. I always feel so. so when, when you see someone on a, on the underground, you see it occasionally. Japanese, sometimes the, 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 the Caucasian people, and I just want to say. Why are you doing that? The, the, the science is that that you are you are doing nothing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh, here's the one I wanted to start with. This is a great one, right? This is a great one. We have to play carefully with this because it has the potential to be libelous. So we're going to say now, no names, and no names of schools. Right? What rumours were there about your teachers? That is a great one, isn't it? That is a great one. I don't want to know the names of the schools, and I don't want to know the names of the teachers, but what rumours were there going around your school about your teachers? I've got loads. One uh, one of the teachers was supposedly caught masturbating in the showers. I don't, I don't believe that. But at the time, of course, we all believed it, and it, that, so there was that. Um, one of the teachers, my sister's listening, one of the teachers was a very, very flamboyant homosexual, very flamboyant. And, um, he, well, I think he, um, I think he had what, what, what was described at the time by the, (laughs) the more mature students as a love affair with one of the pupils. (laughs) They had a love affair. Um, and uh, we, we knew this because it got written in paint on the wall at the Rotunda Club opposite us. Um, what other? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I'm happy to hear these, and you can go all in. Don't need, the, don't want the name of the teacher. Don't want the name of the school. And with that in mind, you can go all in. No holes barred. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The phones go nuts for this one. 0344 499 1000. The rumours about the teachers. One of the teachers who was married was rumoured to be um, a militant lesbian. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's true either. Um, but was, was certainly rumoured to be... A ver- and I don't understand where the militancy came from as well. I don't know why, why that was... Um, was such a thing. Julie, Julie's in. Julie, I don't want, I don't want names. I don't want the names of the schools, but I want to no. know the rumours about your teachers, please. This was a rumour about my teacher when I was in junior school, in the last year of junior school. Beautiful. Um, it was a teacher, and it was, uh, it was actually had 
a wooden breast. Oh, wooden breast! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a wooden breast. Do you remember the first person that went, hey, Jules, Jules, come over here. You know uh, Mrs. So-and-so, um, you know I she do. walks a bit funny. Um, it's because she's got a wooden breast. I do. Uh, who t- how how was it broke? How was it um, brokered? This uh, information. It was it was just brokered when we got her as a teacher, um, and she was our form teacher. Then this particular girl, Alison, said to me, "You do realise that she had an accident. It was an accident. She had an accident, so she's actually got a wooden knocker. A wooden and knocker. Wow, it makes sense. It, it makes, makes sense. sense. But the, but the thing is." That that age, so what was I like ten? Yeah. Um, but at that age, you don't think that that wouldn't be true. Well, it, I, I, at the age of, I'm going to be forty-four in a few weeks. <laughs> I still, do, I still think it's a possibility. Like wooden, and she was quite old. Napoleon had always, wooden teeth. And I did always kind of think, you know, <laughs> look at her and think, I wonder if, I wonder if you can see whether or not one of them is. So that was the. What would um, she mount it on? Was there a screw in her chest that she I would screw know, it in, I like assumed, a, a chair leg? I assumed it was on some kind of, you know, pulley system contraption, some, contraption. some kind of, yeah, some kind of a contraption, yeah, ribbons or something that ribbons. she would tie it on. Wowzers! Um, and it was. It, what, do you remember the moment? I'm, I'm imagining several years later where you you, you just thought back to that and realised quite how stupid it was. Well, um, <laughs> not really, because in my mind. That was that was the way that it was. So it's like when you said teacher rumours, immediately into my mind wow. was like, yeah, wouldn't. Beautiful, Look, Julie. We're, we're in there. The phones have actually gone mental for this. Maybe it turns it, it turns out that you do want topics. Fine, not a problem. We can we can fix that. Um, uh, Louis, Ian, Jim, stay there. We'll come to you in a bit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's the Thursday night top ten topic throwdown, and the one that seems to have got you hot under the collar is rumours about teachers. I don't want the names of the teachers. I don't want the names of the schools. And by withholding that information, you can go. All in. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. We may not have time tonight to throw out all of these topics. The best ones, of course, the ones we don't use, will be carried over to Monday night for the uh, Monday night subject slam. 0344. Oh, we do it every Monday. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The thing that's got you hot under your collar, and as long as we don't mention names of people and we don't mention uh, names of schools, we can go all in on this. I want the rumours about your teachers. Rumours that m- may have been absolutely preposterous looking back with adult eyes or rumours that actually uh, were pretty chillingly close. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand. This can go either way. Uh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's friend of the show, friend of uh, everybody, friend of um, good and indeed bad comedy. It's Mr. Louis Bath. Good evening, Louis. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm all right, thank you, mate. How are you doing? Not bad, not bad. Yeah. No, I'm I'm going to um, ruin the line of the show because oh. I want to go to another topic, not the school. Oh no, go go for your life. Which one do you want? Um, what did your granddad do? There we go, there we go. Well, it's a topic I shunned in my youth, but now in my old age, I see that actually it's a thing of great beauty. Now, um, my, my mum's dad, um, was an engineer. Yeah. And one of the things he did was work on the landing gear of Concorde. Wowzers! Now, what, what is, design, des- designing it, building it? No, building it, building it. the parts. Wow. Now, the thing is, for me, that is... 
the least of his achievements. Gosh. Because he was just the greatest man. And I, I think about him a lot, yeah. and I've been thinking about him a lot this week. Lifelong Spurs fan, White Hart Lane going. I was a bit emotional at the weekend. I've got no interest in football, but I just thought, ah, oh, crikey, I wish Grandad was here to see that. Yeah. What, did they, they won a football game, did they? I, well, no, no, they're, they're, they're moving out of White Hart Lane. Oh, they're moving out? Hang, well, hang on a minute, why are they doing that? Oh, redeveloping, oh, moving to a new stadium. Um, Chasing the dollar. My granddad made me sit down and watch all the comedy. So he's sort of responsible for all the books I've done. Yeah. And, you know, made me listen to jazz, Duke Ellington, all that. And, when I, you know, I, just, I, I passed my driving test this week and I just think, how would Grandad approach this junction? I did. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Such a massive influence over me. I Isn't did. that fantastic? Yeah, and and you know, he, he, he was the sort of man who would his his strongest reaction to anything would be to go, dear oh dear oh dear, like Tony Hancock. <laughs> and he was great. He wore cardigans, but he was funny. Yeah. Oh God! And he once. Um, <clears throat> After he retired, he had a job doing security yeah. at a race course. And he once, and I won't name who it is, no. but he um, there was a big function, yeah. and there was a celebrity. Okay. Well, there were lots of celebrities at this function. Yes. Um, but Grandad was, set, was told, look, even if it's obvious that they are who they are, please get them to show you their invite. <laughs> oh, no! Because, 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 you know, and he, uh, you know, he, he said, okay, yeah, well, you know, but, you know, I'm going to what, even if it's Kenny Lynch? And they went, look, even if it's Lynch, and Lynch, was known at the race course, he was, you know, it, 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 you know, he'd roll up and say, oh, hello, Bob, oh, Mr. Lynch. Some of those, some of those old school stars, they don't like that, they don't, they don't like it up, they don't oh, like no, the... No, they, no, but, but Lynch, was fine with it. Yeah. Anyway, this was a bit of a bit of an arrivist, bit of a noove. Yes. Anyway, he turned up. <laughs> Granddad's there in the blazer. Oh, excuse me, sir. Can I see your invitation? I don't need an invitation. I'm, I'm, you know. I'm, Har- I'm Harold Steptoe. It sounds like. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why I put on the Michael Winner voice. <laughs> and um, and <clears throat> he went. No, I'm sorry. I'm under orders. Everyone oh, has got to show their invitation on the way. In. Oh, I'm a guest of honour. I'm a uh, yeah. Uh, look, um, oh. I appreciate that um, that this is a you know not ideal, but I will lose my job if I let you in and I haven't checked you. And this was he was huffing and puffing, and he did the classic thing. Do you, don't you? Do you know who I am? Do you know oh, who I am? God, I'm feeling uncomfortable now, and I said you're, you're recounting a story from decades ago. And my oh. granddad said to him, "Mister, <clears throat> I know exactly who you are. I've seen you on the television. I'm just doing my job, and I really do have to see your invitation." Oh, good for him. Anyway, he looked at my granddad's badge and he went, Right, Bob, I'm going to get you sacked. Your voice is going all over the place, Louis. I know, I know, I know. know. (laughs) This is just to draw attention away from anyone in particular. It's it's the emotion of remembering (laughs) the story. And um, and my granddad went, Look, the surest way for me to get sacked is to let you in without 
doing what I've been told to do. Now, by this point, I'd have told this bloke to F off and everything. Yes, I know you would. Really, really was fair. And and of course, this bloke finally uh, pulled his invite out of the jacket pocket where he knew it had been all along. He was trying it on. Shoved it under my granddad's face. Like a really, really bad contestant on Call My Bluff. (laughs) And my granddad said, thank you. Wasn't so hard, was it? Go in and enjoy your day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Flipping heck. Yeah. And I thought that's that's the sort of man he was. That's the sort of man we all should be. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant, Louis. What, What was his name? What was your granddad's name? No, no, don't. <laughs> no. My, my, my granddad was Bob Murray, Robert Forsyth Murray. Bob, grand, granddad Bob. Oh, fantastic. And, and all, and, uh, when he died, I inherited all his tools and everything. And I've got screwdrivers he made when he was a young apprentice that wow, I use every day. Oh, no, treasure. Great. Actu- great. Actual treasure you've got there, Louis. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that, mate. I enjoyed that. That was lovely. My pleasure. Cheers, my dears. There we go. That was lovely, wasn't it? I didn't really know my grandparents too well because um, w- w- when I was 15 and I decided I didn't want anything to do with my dad, I stopped seeing that side of the family. So I didn't see my nanny Peg and my granddad Jock again. Never saw him again. Never saw him again. The worst de- the worst decision of my life. Ian and Jim, I'll come to you in a minute. The worst decision of my life. And then on the other side, granddad Bill, who I did get on with really, really well. I got on with Jock and Peg. Um, but he got ill, really. He got ill. He was really... He was like 56, I think. I seem to remember that age sticks in my head. When he started getting Alzheimer's and dementia, and it was... He, he kind of... We lost him in terms of his mental capacity. For it. But, but listening to Louis has just reminded me that Grandad Bill, uh, I think, is partly responsible for me doing this because he um, had tape recorders. He had big reel-to-reel tape recorders and whenever we were around his 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 flat i don't remember the house but we're going to the flat we would go um round and um play on this tape recorder and also i remember he, ga- he i think he gave us a reel to reel and he also for one christmas bought us a little cassette recorder oh look no louis just texted me louis did, did you text me that is that the, the things just flashed up on my phone who oh, i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna say it He's just texted me who it was. Don't surprise me. If that, if, if, if don't surprise me at all. I'll, I, I won't say. I won't say. I won't even give any clues. Don't surprise me. though. No, strikes me as the sort. Um, oh, I thought it was going to be a big star. It's some little little oik. Um, but yeah, but he, he bought me a cassette recorder. My little, little black cassette recorder. One Christmas, greatest greatest present I ever had. Probably about the age of six. Me and my sister got a cassette recorder each. Wow. Wow, thank you, Lou. It was. Oh, God. What, what, uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, uh, 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. What did your granddad do? I really enjoyed that call, Louis. Thank you. That brought back some nice memories of my grandparents. Um, let's go to Jim. Good evening, Jim. Hello, Ian. Jim, are you want to, um, rumours about teachers? No names of schools? No names well, of teachers? Uh, what you got? Two things. Two yeah. things. Uh, rumours about teachers. We'll come back to that because that will... That will lift spirits after okay. the story of my grandfather. Oh, beautiful! Lots of granddad stories. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, um, my granddad apparently was the best bloke in the world, um, and, and I never met him, unfortunately. Um, but apparently, like there was all these stories about him being a, a wonderful chap, yeah. and then uh, he got very sick in the like 
mid-30s, and uh, he was very poorly. He missed most of the war because of his poorliness. Yeah. And then uh, after the war finished, he was he was healthy again, he, he was well, and they sent him to Butchenwald. To where, sorry? So, uh, after the war, uh, most people think that that just cleaned itself up, but it didn't. They had to send in lots of English soldiers to clean up Auschwitz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah to the, yeah, yes, of course, sort it all out again, yeah. Yeah, to sort it all out. And he got sent there, and, and apparently he never came back. Wow. You know, he did come back, but he never came back. Oh, he, physically he came back, but yeah, it, what he like, saw he was... was... Look, yeah, apparently he was the nicest guy that oh. anyone had ever met, and a really good, like, sense of humour and stuff. And, yeah, when I met him, like, uh, he just didn't he was really gone. say much. Yeah, he's gone, You yeah, reminded yeah. me of my great-granddad right. on my dad's well, my side. my parents quite old. Yeah, on, on my dad's side. And um, my nan, who's my, my great-grandmother, was called Nanny Perkis, and she was a very strict old-fashioned and old woman and we go and visit she had this amazing house you know which is now will be a block of 12 flats and oh. we go and see her and it was i was always a little bit scared of her because she was very prim and very proper but she was she was nice and she always smelled of, of um of lavender and then after being there for a couple of hours um like either she or my mum or dad would say right um should we go and say hello to granddad george and granddad george was her husband and he was in the sitting room, and he would sit in the sitting room watching television. And we would go in there, and he was incredibly old. Yeah. And we would, and it was, it was so terrifying. And we go in there, and we'd sit there, and it'd be really quiet. And he, 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 he couldn't really do conversation. He, he'd kind of say hello, how's it going, and we'd say hello, and really stilted conversation. And my dad would make a few jokes and. And we'd sit there for about half an hour, and then we'd go. Now, I don't know this to be true or not, but I'm thinking back, I'm guessing he was... He probably did fight in the war. I don't know if he yeah, did. Possibly. But it, yeah. it, 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 he was probably damaged in the same way, in a similar way, that your grandfather yeah, possibly yeah. Well, was. Yeah, well, apparently people... I couldn't believe it, because I'd met him, and I remember meeting him, and he was a very sombre character. It wasn't unpleasant, you know, there was nothing... But there was nothing there. It yeah. Was, yeah, and then everyone said, oh, he was the right character. He was like, and then there's all these stories about him womanising and being a bit of a character in a cad and things. And I just think, oh, I wish I'd met that guy that was mm, there before. I know what you mean, man. Well, you know. Thank you for yeah. sharing and, that. No, 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 don't wait, Ian. Wait, wait. Wait, here, here, come, here comes naughty teachers. teachers. Yeah, Mr. McIver. No, you've said his name! Oh. What? Now, hang on. At the end. No, well, it, it, it's, but yes, potentially. Uh, uh, it, <laughs> well, I won't say the name of the school. Well, and it was in Scotland and not in England. Okay. I th well, hang on. Well, how. It could be anywhere. It, you're right. It could be. Uh, MacIver. Uh, how, well, how, li how libelous are you going to be? Well, it was in Scotland. So the, the name MacIver is a very common name in Scotland. Oh, God, we've got to be so careful. Yeah, Mr. Right. McIver. We're, we're take take little pigeon steps at a time, and if well, I need it's to, probably, it's probably not true. Well, that makes well, that makes it even worse. <laughs> I think we can get away with Mr. McIver. That is a that, yeah. that's a vague okay, enough name. Good. No one knows okay, who you're gone. So his nickname that one was Mr. McIver, the Moggy Muff Diver. He licked out a cat for the price. Of no, a it's diver. no, it's not. You've read Limmy's book. 
You've read limit. Don't try and sneak that one past me, Jimbo. <laughs> oh, you've, you've just read Limmy's <laughs> book, haven't you? I have, yeah. Thank you very much indeed. Don't, don't try and sneak. I had that in my car today, that story. Don't try and sneak stuff past me. For crying out. <laughs> Ian, Pat, stay there. Come to you after this. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So is this a thing? You know Julie's story. Pat and Ian, I'll come to you in a minute. 0344 499 1000. I've just had an email from Patrick. Hi Ian, I can't call as I'm at work. We also had a teacher rumoured to have a wooden breast. Was this a thing that was going round in the 80s? The students all used to sing Wouldn't Tit Be Nice when she came into the classroom. I mean, is that was that a thing then? Was that a rumour just that, 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 that kind of spread? 03444991000. Yes, Ian. Hello, um, teachers were rumours. Sorry? Teachers and rumours about Rumours about teachers. Don't mention the name of the teacher. Don't mention the school, please, sir. No, no, not a problem. Can I give you a little bit of background? Please give me some background, yes. I want, I want, um, I want the background, even if it's classified. Right. This teacher was um, pretty well-resigned well to be a bit of a nutter. Yes. He could literally throw... You know when he used to hand you homework in and uh, exercise books and that kind of thing? Yeah. He could literally throw a book from where it was stood to every pupil in the classroom and it land on the desk. Yeah, yeah, we had a teacher that could do that. Yeah, w- wicked uh, skills. Right, yeah. Well, he, th- it was rumoured that this guy got a sack because apparently what he did, and there's no way of knowing if this is true or not, no. but he was a bit of a prankster. Oh. And he um, put cling film over the toilet seat to the female toilet. No! Apparently. A member of staff? That's what the rumour was at the time. But the beautiful. Beautiful! Any evidence to back that up? No. Good, good. I like it when there's no evidence. The evidence often uh, ruins it. Oh, that's a great story. We had um, uh, lots of teachers rumoured to be sex offenders. I'm not making light of that. We, we actually did. And it turns out that one of my um, favourite teachers got um, got done. Got done for touching up a lad, which is which I, I, I found such a surprise. I mean, he, he gave me the slipper. I don't know if he got any a buzz out of that. But he got done for touching up some kids. And I thought that was it was um, just the saddest thing. Cling film over the... La- I, well, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But, but did it? Was it over the 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 the, the female teachers' toilets or the, the yeah. girls? Okay, all right. Because that would have female been, teachers' toilets. Yeah, that would have been and a bit perfect. Yeah, and apparently this uh, over female teacher had a sweet suit on at the time. Say that again. The the, the female teacher who caught the brunt of it yes. had a, a suede suit on at the time. Oh no 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 no. Outrageous. Uh, Ian, thank you very much indeed. 03444991000. We're not going to get to do all the topics on the Thursday night top 10 topic throwdown. Sorry, guys. We'll carry them over to Monday. We'll carry them over to Monday. Let's go to Pat. Good evening, Pat. Oh, hi. Hey, Pat. Oh, have, you got, great, have you got the sorry. radio on in the background? No, no. It's just, I'm just, someone, I was just on the train on the way home and someone dropped a milkshake on my orthopaedic boot, so I'm just in the toilet at 
East Croydon Station just trying to clean it off. Oh, God, that's awful. What flavour milkshake? It was like a chocolate one. I'm sorry. You sure, it was, you sure it was milkshake? Well, I don't know. Because there are a lot of strange people out there. That could be anything. Well, so we did stop at Thornton Heath, so you know what the people are like there. Yeah, I do. Deviants, sexual deviants into into all kinds of uh, filth. Is there? Mm. Uh, Ian, I've had some bad news. What's this, Pat? Well, I, was, I went to see my friend Timbo in London. Timbo! Um, Fun name. We go, and see, we go and see each other, and we go and like talk about where we're going to go and do like autograph hunting and stuff, and we take... I showed him an old photograph album, a signed photo, and I've lost it. What photo have you lost? Well, it's a, it's a small... I've got, I've got 200 albums. Yes. But one of them is like um, a small one I thought he'd be interested in seeing, and I was at Victoria Station getting a Whopper, and um, I had a bag, a, a Superdrug bag, and it had like a signed photo thing and uh, a little small album and a Rustler burger. Oh, and, yes. Uh, and um, I've got a list of people that... So if anyone finds it, can... Well, who's, it, well, who's in the autograph book? Well, can I tell you, I've got an index that I know, because I, I know these off, but I've got Bella and Berg, uh, Russ Abbott. Okay. Uh, Maureen Lippmann. Oh, I, I used to live in the same street as Maureen Lippmann. Uh, uh, Bob Cryer. Who? From the Bill. Oh, yeah, Bob, Bob Cryer. Eric Richard. Who? Eric Richard. Don't he, know. he was Bob Cryer. Oh. Gordon Honeycomb. <laughs> Gordon Honeycomb from the Newsreader. Yeah, I've got Wincy Willis. Oh, TVAM. Yeah, um, Pamps and Clements. Yeah, fa- uh, Pat, I'm just, yeah. sorry, I'm sorry, I've resorted to schoolboy. I resorted to... to me? No, I resorted to schoolboy humour there, and that was a knee-jerk reaction, and I didn't mean it. I retract that oh. immediately. Pat Butcher. Um, i got Ziggy from Grange Hill. Okay, Ziggy. Yeah, um, he Lisa was the Robson. Yeah, he was the. Yeah, okay, you carry on. No, no, because I was upset because it was my one of my favourite albums. I'm really sorry to hear that, Pat. What does it look like? Because you you're you're on the telly and you might be able to help. Well, uh, what 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 does it look like, Pat? Um, it was basically it was uh, it was pink uh, with like. Well, it said autograph, photo, autograph written on it, and it's mostly for autographs, but I stuck the photos in. Okay, so it's got... Ronnie Corbett and Shaking Stevens. Okay. Well, so don't, 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 don't give us any more, because it's it's quite a dull list. But, so it... uh, Sorry? So it's a pink autograph book... Yeah. With, with some has-beens in, and you're, you're desperate to get it back, yeah? It's in a super drug bag, and it has a Rustler burger in it. Okie dokie. Well, well Pat... Can, well, I don't know what to do, because I'm just sat here in the toilet. Well, go go home. So, so go home. Go home? Because oh, I was going to go back to Victoria, but I just, have, I just don't think I'll be able to get Not at this time of night. It's, it's, it's nearly 20 to 1. Go home, Pat. Will you come and get me? Sorry? Mm-hmm. No. I, okay. No. Oh. If anyone hands it in, could you return it to... to I don't know. Well, I can't give my... Oh. Give, tell you what, give me a call on Monday. I'm not in tomorrow. Give me a call on Monday. I'm going to Butlins for the weekend to see Chico, so... OK. I'm going to cut you off now because you're being weird. OK. Um, 0344 Let's go to, uh, Sally. Hello. Hello, Sally. Hello, it's about rumours about teachers. It says on my screen you haven't called me for years. Yeah, I called you um, a few years ago about shell suits and scousers. 
Did you tweet me about this the other yes, day? Yes, I did. You yeah. did? Okay, all right. I'm, t- I'm trying to remember the voice, and I can't... I, 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 well, my memory's terrible. I don't anyway. Know. Anyway, go, go, yeah, 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 yeah. yes. It was, a, it was a Monday morning, I got to school, and there was this rumour going round about two of our teachers. No names, but yes, continue. No. And I went to a convent school, I was about 15 years old. Yeah. And, and the rumour was is that two of our teachers, who were PE teachers, women, had been arrested on the Friday night. Yeah. And the unfortunate thing was, is that I knew this rumour to be true because I was actually a witness to it. (gasps) So two female teachers have been arrested? Yeah, we, I was out with some friends on a Friday and we were walking down towards the bottom half of the high street and there's a pub called the Red Lion. Yeah. And we saw our two PE teachers being dragged out of the uh, Red Lion by police and put into the back of a oh police van. This is the, this is like gold as a as a <laughs> as a child. This is this is um l- 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 like learning a foreign language. This is incredible. Yeah. The problem was is that because we'd all witnessed it, there was yeah. about five or six of us. We had been called in to the head of year and the headmistress's office that morning. And we're told by no circum- under no circumstances must we confirm this rumour. Oh, no. So we couldn't say anything because we would all get into trouble. But the rumour had got round because some of our friends had spent the weekend phoning other friends. And what? Are, what are the teachers? What have they done? Well, what happened was it was two PE teachers, and the rumour was was two was female PE teachers. Yeah, oh, and they were a bit. And we always sort of thought that maybe they were, you know... Lesbian. lesbian. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. Most of my teachers were, were either lesbians or gay. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, of course, yeah. when you're that age, that's what you think. Yes. Yeah. And and what had happened was we got to speak to people outside the pub that evening, you know. Oh, my God, what, what happened? And apparently some drunk bloke came up to them and called one of them a butch dyke. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. And she grabbed the stool... And whacked him around the head with oh! it. Apparently, it turned into this great big. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. You were fifteen, yeah. I was fifteen, yeah. Were you in the pub? See, that's the thing. When there we go. To... I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> the thing was, is that the other thing was, is that we were quite fond of these two teachers because <laughs> they used to go to the same pubs that we went to, and they turned a blind eye. They turned a blind eye and they came over to us and they said, look, we know you go out for a drink and you know what, we're keeping our eye on you and if we see you play up, then we're going to say it. We're keeping our eye on you, breaking the law. Uh, (laughs) I bet they were keeping their eye on you as well. No, no, they're married now, but to men. Oh, okay. Uh, They still work, they still work at the school. Oh my, Um, what they, hang on, hang on. So you were in there. Yeah. Getting tipsy. So you saw it all happen, did you? Well, and why did you we, start the story with me? We saw them being dragged out as we walked no, past. We weren't, actually, we weren't actually in the pub at the time. We were going to the pub at the time and saw them being dragged out. But we used to go to the pub <laughs> with them. <laughs> so, oh, that's, yeah. by the way, that's Monday show. Thank you. Monday show. When have you drunk beer with a teacher? Because we've, I've done it. That's my, remind me on Monday, Kath. When have you drunk beer with a teacher? Yes. <laughs> So yeah, so that was that was, um, and they still work there. And my aunt now works there as a TA. Yeah, and she knows the story. Wow! And of I... course, 
she's got to keep quiet because then oh, you know. This is nectar, Sally. This is they get, the thing is now you, you you see in the papers there's there's a head headmaster ends twenty five year career because he chucks a rubber at a kid. These two yeah. teachers were in a proper barroom <laughs> brawl, smashing chairs over people's heads. No doubt one of them picked up the the bloke she was punching and slid him along the bar, <laughs> and they've still got their job. This they is were gold. Really good teachers. They were good teachers, of course they, they were. were. Sally, that was a brilliant call. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers, bye. my dears. Ta-ta. We've got Matthew, we've got Bill. Uh, Bill, then Matthew. Bill called in first. 0344 499 uh, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, what did your granddad do? When, have, when and where have you been drunk when you shouldn't? Taking back property, breakfast in bed... Rumours about teachers and face masks. Let me, um... The three that we're not going to get to do tonight, we're going to do Monday. I had a ticket to see, dot, dot, dot. I never learnt to swim. And I killed an animal. With those, That's happening on Monday, as is, uh, when have you drunk booze with a teacher? 0344 499 Bill's been waiting the longest. Good evening, Bill. Good evening, Ian. I'm going to crack straight on, sir. Hey, it's Bill! How you doing? Oh, flipping heck, Bill! This is wonderful! Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. You're I'm sounding very, you. how can I say this, with it? I usually am, and I? Um. Sometimes not. <laughs> sometimes not. So, how's life going? All right? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. I'm still listening. I'm just getting early nights and that. Oh, good for you, Bill. This is under. But tonight you've decided to stay up, you naughty, naughty boy. Yeah, because I, I fell asleep about half seven Uh-oh. for about three nights. Oh, and but, sleeping straight through or waking up? Um, actually, two days through and one up. But yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. Okay. Okay. Right, I'm going to tell you about a rumour about teachers. Okay, beautiful. And I'm, I, know, I know the rules, no names. No names, no pack drill. Away you go, sir. D- d- okay, d- then. We had two teachers. Is there... Before... Bill? Yeah? You know what I'm going to ask you, don't you? All right. Away you go. I don't know if I, don't know if I can sing loud, though. Go on, give it a go. All right, then, all right, then. It'll be, it'll be the slow song for you okay we had two teachers mr a and mr b they were always hanging out together and we noticed that they were in their car and the windows were steamy on lunchtime so we started a rumor that they enjoyed each other's company bums chums for life okay but anyway uh, that was a bit risky but you know what i mean but anyway, looking back, after all these years, I realized that they used to come back in the afternoon and their eyes were red, and all they were were pot buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what, that's what it was, really. So they weren't, they weren't enjoying no. each other's company sexually. No. They, were enjo- they were just enjoyed smoking a bit of weed and getting high before coming back and dealing with you lot. Yeah, you lot yeah, of homophobes. Like... Oh, mate, their eyes were pinging. <laughs> I cannot, 
Um, I, I, you know, I don't condone the use of drugs or anything, but I cannot believe the situations I have been in where I have been so high and thought that people didn't know that I was so high. And, uh, you, yeah, my eyes were, you know, shooting all over the place. Oh, mate, tell me about it. I've had a cold and hay fever for about 12 years, mate. <laughs> Knock it on the head, man. Knock it on the head. You oh, save I've the money. Down. Life is I've better without down. it. I've cut all the way down. Cut cut down to zero, man. Your life will be... Honestly, it will be so much better. What a waste of money. T- uh, Bill, here's, here's, a f- here's a fun thing, right? Yeah. Don't do it now, but when you put the phone down, try and oh, add yeah. up all the money you've spent on drugs. Oh, speaking of kind of bed tonight, mate. Yeah. <laughs> There's your homework, Bill. Go and do that. Honestly, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I'm not for, for, for 12 and a half years. Um, and, and it's uh, for, for people that do d- d- drink and, and, and use drugs and enjoy it. And people do drink and do enjoy it. And you know what? I, I kind of have to give the sort of slightly anti-drug message because of, and I would never c- condone or encourage anyone, but people do use drugs successfully and people do drink successfully. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. But if you do, just add up. Just Just start adding up. How much you've spent on 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 all of those drugs, and and, and maybe the drink, maybe you want to factor the drink into it as well, because I think you'll be amazed. That's probably a small flat in North London. It probably is, guys. If if you're that way inclined, Matthew. Good evening or good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, Matthew. Uh, the the dying moments of what has been a very busy show. What have you got for us this evening? Uh, teachers. Yes. Teachers. Rumours uh, about teachers. No names. No pack drill. Away you go. Yeah, hundred percent. So, uh, our school was, uh, or my old school, where we were famed for having uh, an awesome science uh, yeah. science um, department. Every school uh, was famous for something. Our school was famous for its musicals until I got there. Then they stopped doing musicals. We were really fa- every school was famous for something, and yours was for its science facilities, was it? Yeah, for sure, for sure, and. Uh, we had this uh, like two two nut jobs of uh, of science teachers. Yes, um, nut jobs. Used, nut jobs. Yeah, absolute psychopaths. Yeah, we uh, have one. Um, and and uh, lunch breaks used to invite us all to the classroom to to do just some random some random experiments and just show us tricks basically with uh, with stuff. And uh, and he froze his assistant's hand with um, liquid nitrogen by accident, and uh, his assistant lost his finger. In front of us. Flipping it. Flipping it. Hang on a minute. He, 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 he went to dunk a banana wrapped in a piece of, uh, um, uh, wrapped in a, um, what was it wrapped in? String. A a string to to dip it into the, uh, the, the the liquid nitrogen to freeze it to show us you can get a hammer and you can just smash it like a like a shot oh, of glass. Oh God, no! And his assistant uh, put his finger in it. And it was it, it was like a, a classroom assistant. So it was a grown up. Yeah, 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 classroom assistant. And yeah, put yeah. What, what, I mean, what I'm I'm assuming Peter Pointer. Yes, yes, exactly. Into exactly. the li- what? And then please, yep. please tell me yep. the teacher then shattered it with a hammer. <laughs> I mean, if you might as well. No, no not quite. Not quite. It was a uh, it was a uh, ambulance job and and uh, oh, God. and. Uh, the finger was gone. It was uh, only the tip, but there was... Only the... That was good enough. And did you 
see the the tip come off, or, or did, was it the teacher that the assistant came back two days later and and, and and the finger was a bit shorter? Assistant came back about uh, about two or three weeks later, and uh, up to his fingernail was gone. Flipping heck, man! Uh, yeah, yeah. Fun, that is a fun science experiment. Yeah, and uh, and then the, there was another one. We we had uh, a biology teacher who never was in the classroom; he was always in the back back office. Yeah. And uh, and I went looking for him one day because I wanted to try and go to the loo. Yeah. And I uh, walked in, and he had this big wall of of um, of video recorders all playing at the same time. And it turns out that he was actually making pirate VCR, VCRs. <laughs> and uh, and I brought I brought the running man off him, <laughs> two Lambert and Butler cigarettes, and a flapjack. <laughs> Oh, Matthew, I've got to be wrong because I want to get one more call, but that is incredible. The teacher was running a bootleg video service, and he got a copy of Schwarzenegger's Running Man with for two packet for two fags and a flapjack. Oh man, um, we can squeeze this in, Gareth. Uh, good, um, good evening, Ian. Gareth, we've only got two minutes, I'm afraid, because well, the, the room is... guys quickly? Get straight in there, fella. To a man called Chris Cornell. Sorry? Chris Cornell, the lead singer of Soundgarden. Oh, Northern yeah, yes, 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 that's all very sad, isn't it? It, looked like he, it looks like he took his own life. Yeah, it did, and, uh, well, Eddie Vedder must be crapping himself, because he's the lead singer of the big grunge for... Oh, gosh. That what? is still going... But can I just say, this yes. gentleman yes. has inspired me, and he's my singing. I sing, I sing like him. So I sing like him. And well, he, I don't. He, you say sing like him. I don't know. That's a strange call to end on. I wish we'd ended on the um, the bootleg video. <laughs> there you go. Maybe okay. Well, it turns out maybe you guys do want topics. I don't know. What do I know? Uh, what I do know is this is a late night radio show, unlike any other late night radio show, dear listener. Uh, we got plenty more ammunition up our sleeve. Monday night, um, when have you, uh, 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 when have you dr- uh, had alcoholic drinks with teachers? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there, right? And again, we, d- I don't condone drugs, okay? When have you ever smoked a joint with a teacher? Because there'll be some, there'll be some. Um, also Monday, I had tickets to see, dot, dot, dot. Um, I never learned to swim, and I killed an animal. All of that, and a whole lot more. Don't forget, you can download the podcasts. Uh, please, please, please spread the word. If you enjoy the show, if you like what we're doing, then uh, d- d- tell a friend, bring a friend along next time. I-, I am here weeknights, Monday to Friday, generally uh, between 10 o'clock at night and 1 a.m. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at Ian Lee. Um, is that all I've got to say? I believe it is. Ta-ta. Election 2017 on Talk Radio.